Today's episode of Lighting Up the Marquee is sponsored by Dark Sales Productions. In today's world, video is the best way to share your story. Whether you're looking to market your business or brand on social media, or even share amazing memories like your wedding and other events, Dark Sales Productions is committed to creating the best content and capturing your most precious memories for you. Based in the Chicagoland area, Dark Sales Productions has worked with clients in the past to help market both local businesses and larger brands, capture newlyweds' perfect day, produce short films, and even work with individuals looking to have professional photos and headshots taken. No matter the business occasion or individual, Dark Sales Productions is ready to work with you. All you have to do is visit the website darksalesproductions.com to learn more about them, and you can also contact them to get started on your next project. That's D-A-R-K-S-A-I-L-S-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. And if you go over there and mention that you listen to this ad on Lighting Up the Marquee, they'll hook you up with some special offers. Once again, that's darksalesproductions.com. All you got to do is mention that you listen to this ad on Lighting Up the Marquee, and some special offers will be there waiting for you. Now, let's get started with today's episode. I started recording on Zoom, so you should have that a red dot in the corner. Yes, I got that. Sweet. So we're just gonna start shooting the shit. We're just gonna start shooting poopies. Some shooting, some shooting, some poopies. Shooting some poopers. I'm hoping my audio is recording. It is, but like I have the sun glaring in, so I can't mm. see like the dots on my sound mixer. See, the benefit of us doing a podcast is that even if we lose two hours of us talking about random bullshit there's at least 80 plus hours on that same topic we can just record again <laughs> oh yeah later. oh yeah or we could just like get someone else's recording and be like mm-hmm. voice over it <laughs> we'll double podcast we start roasting one of your own previous podcasts <laughs> of someone that i also know and just be like they'll like bring up a good point i'll be like this fucking guy nah this fucking guy <laughs> arsenio fuck you fuck you arsenio <laughs> i don't know if i know arsenio but i, I don't you don't you don't <laughs> That's, that's yeah. like a, what happened with Nick. Like Nick didn't know him, but he started shit talking him, and Arsenio <laughs> started shit talking Nick, and they've never met. Well, they both sound like total assholes, but there's nothing they could say poorly about me. Ah, he's drinking the Ronas. I got. I was gonna be like, should I make you it obligatory? Told me. Like, I would have grabbed Ronas, and we could have had. Ah, oh, man, it is the perfect just, day for it. In it's not just Rona; it's Premier. Premier Rona, the highest quality Rona. There's the no low, lime in there, though. I don't. I there is a lime. It. Oh, oh, thank God. I would have been really upset with you. But Remember, like, I taught uh, you everything wrong. I think I had one when we were living together. And you know how Corona just smells like weed when you like yes. open it up without a lime? 
100%. I remember we were we were chilling and someone's just like, who's smoking weed? I was like, I'm drinking a Corona, but not the weed. It's probably Mary. Probably. Probably our old downstairs neighbor just old getting downstairs. fucking ripped in the basement. Murdering, murdering those deer. Murdering deer. Forgot about the deer murders. I tell that story to so many people. Oh, it's a scary story. It's one that clearly has been repressed in my brain that i'm so freaked out by it we can we can enlighten the listeners so our our old downstairs neighbor mary she was like fucking lady in the world she's so nice when i first moved this is i moved into this apartment before tim had moved in with me and right off the bat she was like super super nice and would like drive me to get groceries and like kind of taught me some skills about being an adult that i never would have figured out on my own like she's the coolest i still talk to her and she always is like how's tim Mm -hmm. We were gonna do the her like Oscar party that she had like a Zoom oh, yeah. a Zoom for, I but it. I, I had to miss it too. <laughs> we were both uh, we both had early morning shifts the next day, so I was just like, I need sleep. Yeah, I I don't blame you like that. And plus, I mean, we talked a little bit, but the Oscars have always been such a ripoff that we normally would just get lit and then play something during the meantime, and then oh, yeah. go back and check or just like keep. We're just on our phone. Yeah, Yeah, we're just doing on other shit. And then we would like either see if YouTube had any important clips or just like like, record it and go back. We'll talk about the Oscars. But with Mary, like, again, she's super nice. She was saying one time she was driving and hit a deer. I I don't know where she was driving and she just hit it. Probably Wisconsin. She's always driving to see mom. So probably Wisconsin. And the deer was still alive, but like suffering. And she she... (laughs) She didn't. Did she hit it or did she find it? Because I think that's she, a very important. Thing I thought, she, from right. what I remember, she hit it. But I, you might be right that she might have found it. I don't remember. No, you know, I think it was like I think it hit her side view mirror because it wasn't a lot of damage to it, but it was enough that it like messed up the deer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so continue. And this lady again, nicest lady ever. <laughs> Very petite, like very, very like think of what like the sweetest aunt you could ever have. That's Mary. Mm-hmm. And and this lady carries around in her purse, not a taser, not pepper spray, a nine inch hunting knife, a nine inch buoy knife. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she told us or told you, because I think she told you the story. Yeah, you I was in the car them. because she she would keep it in between the seats of the driver and like the middle partition where you would keep cups and stuff. Mm -hmm. She would literally have it like next to the seat belt buckle. (laughs) So it looked like she'd be like, so that way if it looks like I'm undoing my seat, I can have it at the ready, (laughs) which I was like, how ninja of you. I think she was very tactical. She was always thinking very tactically for a sweet young, young gal from Wisconsin. That's why I always had a theory that she was in the CIA she 100% has to be. She I still don't be. know what she does for a living. She talks about it. Like, she's told me what she does for a living probably six times. And, like, she's hitman. So hitman. Sweet old Mary with barcodes <laughs> on the back of her head. She's got to hide it. Doing the spaghetti punch. <laughs> what if she was doing that, like, the whole time we were living there? Like, it was just a cover for two and a half, like, three years. For three years. If it was she like was, a... if, was okay in the scenario is she killing people in the apartment or she's just been a hitman i mean a lot of people moved out (laughs) those kids we hated upstairs what happened to them they just disappeared Uh oh. no because you know the apartment across from us was always like people would move in and then they would leave oh yeah and everybody in the building always hated them because 
whoever moved in there always ended up smoking weed. Mm-hmm. It was just always a constant. I think one, at one point, because I knew they moved out because I think they had a dog. And all of a sudden, I stopped yeah, hearing that, the dog. I was like, oh, maybe their dog was a menace to society. <laughs> <laughs> there was a I think there was another one or not the one across from us, but the one at the, the beginning of the hallway. Because I think when like I was shooting, the, my, like, like the right two next to, older right next to, gay gentlemen that lived in the corner who had that little corgi dog. I think so. No, no, no. It was the one with the puppy. That I, I that I really liked the puppy. Oh, the puppy! That when I was filming, saw. when I was filming my D two, there was a at one point like they opened the door and the puppy ran out. So it's in oh, one of my shots right. and like one of the the ones I didn't Classic. use. It should have been. It should have made the final cut. It should have with a zoom in. Better actor than Cole, that's for sure. <laughs> but the uh, the ending of the Mary story is she was yeah. like, she's like, well, I didn't want the deer to suffer. And, you know, when that happens, you, like, would probably, like, I don't know, stab it in the head or I don't know, like, how to euthanize a deer. No, she was like, I slit its throat. <laughs> yeah, we were like, just, like, stab the back of the head, like, one. But she's a tiny lady, so I don't think she could get the force. Mm-hmm. So then I remember we had an evening. I don't know if you remember this because we were really drunk and we were talking about Mary killing the deer mm-hmm. and I think we had this exact same conversation of like the throat uh, slitting the throat of it uh-huh. was pretty fucked up and <laughs> then we started laughing because we kept we're like yeah Mary doesn't have the upper body strength to like stab a deer and kill it in one hit she'd have to give it like the Charlie Day yeah, yeah, we tiny jabs bosses. <laughs> yeah she'd have to give it tiny jabs just so that way she could kill this I just watched uh, I imagine it's like because I just watched the movie Return of the Living Dead from the 80s mm-hmm. and in that whole movie, they like they basically talk about how zombie movies are wrong. Like you can't just shoot a zombie in the head and be over with. <laughs> so there's a point in the movie where like a zombie comes at them, and they like hit it in the head with an axe, and it just starts screaming in pain because it didn't kill it. <laughs> That's so horrible. They're like, I thought it would work, and they're like, the movie's lied. It reminds me of one, and I think it's scary movie two or three. I think it's three because it was the signs rip off. Uh, when the, the aliens like come and attack them and they like grab them from behind mm-hmm. and then um, one character like hits them in the back of it hit like elbows them and then mm-hmm. their heads fall off mm-hmm. and then he's like I figured it out they're powerless without their heads <laughs> just like <laughs> no shit those movies are so stupid we were just watching the scary movie four with the like the ring I think it's the ring or the grudge spoof where the kid comes down the stairs, but then he just cartwheels or like rolls down the stairs. Cause he I think falls. that's three. I think that's the science one. Cause I think it's is the it? same. Yeah. Cause four is war of the worlds. The second one is the first one's scream. The second one's the haunted house that has uh, it's like a guy pol- who plays role in shit in shit's Creek. Cause he has the tiny hand. <laughs> take and my then, hand. Take my hand. <laughs> no, this is my good one. <laughs> A strong <laughs> no give me the other yeah, one give me the other one no. <laughs> I, uh, those first couple are pretty good oh man early wayne's brothers man early Wayne's they had brothers. some they had some weird shit but they could also get away with a fair amount of shit because it was very early 90s comedy and they were just like let's just make some fucking they're just like let's just shit. do whatever yeah nobody will ever get mad at us and then in 10 15 <laughs> years everybody got mad at them that <laughs> they couldn't make any more movies yeah, well, because they left after the, the second scary movie, and then I think they did, what, White Chicks? Well, they got fired off of those movies. Even though oh, they, they got the fired. That, like, yeah, because I think it was, like, creative differences because they wanted to keep making them, like, 
wackier. They, I think they even wanted to do like a specific type of movie that they wanted to parody, but they didn't want them to do it. Because then they went off to make a haunted house. And I think it was only one of them, movie. though. Yeah, I think it was just one of them. Because the other one went to, uh, he didn't he go to a new girl, or is that a different Wayne's brother? That's a different one. That's I a think. One. I think because th- that's Coach. I know who you're talking about. I think. Yeah. I think he's the son of the guy that directed the scary. Like, because there's Damon Wayans. There's so many Wayans. Like Wayans, they've taken over. And they're a huge family. I have, I have trouble keeping track of like who's who and like. This like, is what public school needs to be teaching us: is the Wayans family tree, so we know exactly who we're talking about in our I mean, scary movie. Columbia needs to have a film course over the Wayans brothers, like. <laughs> Oh man, Columbia! It's just—it's surprising they don't because I feel like Columbia had a class on literally anything and everything that we had a Simpsons class. It did Simpsons class that we both took Saturday that I morning. cheated on because I was too lazy and I would get info from you who'd already taken the. I class. think I gave you my entire folder. Like I had you a did. Simpsons like of all the, the tests and everything. I was just like, here you go. Yeah, and and, and I th- I still think I met I didn't get like a hundred in that class. I still think I got like a ninety-one or something. <laughs> like bare, like Deb helped me out and like gave me the A because I kept not showing up. That's that what class. I- Oh, it's, what were you saying? I was going to say, Deb was so chill about everything because ours was Saturday morning and she was like, I get it. And I think it was always Saturday morning. Yeah. I mean, I even, I like Deb so much that I took her Spanish, Saturday, her Spanish class on Saturday mornings. Oh, she had a Spanish class? She did. But the problem was, was that it was all stuff that I like knew from just being in a kitchen. So I just never really wanted to be there. And like, uh-huh. I don't speak fluent Spanish. I've always wanted to like discipline myself enough to learn it. But every time I do, something else comes up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would. I missed that class so much because it was, it was fu- Deb. It was a fun was, class. She liked me. <laughs> I and you always one day brought my brother with me. Yeah, we would always walk in. There'd be uh, well, we do, we took it at different times. I think you took it the next semester. Yeah, because you told me about it. You were the one who was like, "This is a pretty chill." Like, I was like, credit. "I was like, it's literally the easiest class you'll do. The only thing that sucks is you have to wake up on a Saturday." But I mean, it's a Saturday, so you going on in the train. It's not as packed because it's not a work day. True, and plus, and- it was always nice to like. Cause we lived up North just being in the city on a Saturday. Cause that mm-hmm. normally meant I was hanging out with somebody like already down there or just, you know, an excuse to start your day. But I was like, man, that was in our big drinking days. And nine times out of 10, I was pretty hungover on that Saturday morning class. I actually had one of the scariest, this has nothing to do with film. This is going to be a very gross story for your podcast. If you want to, but I almost, almost shat my pants on my way to that one of her classes <laughs> like like the closest i've ever been in my adult life to shitting my pants was on my way to deb's class and it's never like you can't explain why you're late when you're about to shit your pants as a grown adult because no grown adult will ever be sympathetic because they're like i've never done that because it'd be gross but <laughs> you just you just like sly like subtly hand her a note she opens it and it just said i had diarrhea <laughs> it's in crayon <laughs> and with like a backwards h clearly spelled wrong because nobody knows how to spell diarrhea it's like there's a five in there for some reason <laughs> i got fiberia a fiberia five energy but it was when i lived off the diversity apartment and i don't know if cole and i had like closed out a live one the night before because we used to live above a bar Mm-hmm. But I get up and it might have also just like I started developing like weird stomach issues around that time too. But I get up and I get on the brown line, which is already ironic. And I go like one stop off of the diversity stop 
and I'm just like, I am going to shit my brains out right now if I don't get to a toilet. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, panicking, and I'm like, okay, I'm already like on the brown line. It's not like the most diverse like space around like train stops. There's not a lot of stuff around it. So I'm trying to think to myself, where can I go quickly? And I had just, I think I had just was about to quit or was on my, like, had just quit Second City. And so I was like, oh, wait, Second City's not far off the Cedric Brown line stop. And I'm about to pull up to that. So, but even then I was like, oh, wait, there's porta potties underneath the Cedric Brown line stop. So I'm like, okay, I'll just suffer. I'll bite the bullet and I'll shit underneath this porta potty underneath the train station. And I go and they're gone. Like they, they'd been there the entire year I worked for Second City. And then the one time I ever thought of using them, they were gone. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. So underneath that train stop where those porta potties were is a little parking garage, mm-hmm. like outdoor parking spot. So I go to the far end of it and I'm like, I'm about to shit in this parking lot because this is, I can't not. It's, it's, there was promise of pooing and now there's no pooing. <laughs> And so as I'm like about to drop trowel and poop in this parking garage, like a couple turns the corner and they see me like doing it. And I think I'm near their car. So they go, Hey, what the hell? And I'm like, Oh, I like throw my pants up and I climb over the fence. That's right there. And I like the fastest you've seen me. I'm not fast. I, this is the fastest I've ever climbed a fence in my life. I like flop over it, sprint across North Avenue, which is a very busy street, but I didn't care. And I sprinted to second city. And then I saw my old boss, and they were like, Mr. Gleaver, what are you doing here so early on a Saturday? And I'm like, just straight up, yo, I have to poop. And he goes, go! <laughs> and then I'm sitting on the toilet and my class started at 10 and it was like maybe 9.55. And I'm just like, I don't Worth even it. know what to tell that. <laughs> I don't even know if I went to class after that. I was so ashamed You're just what like I had almost home. done as a human being. I really just wanted to go home at that point. <laughs> It was one of those poops where you're just like, I have to start my whole day over. Oh, man. You have to go back to bed and sleep for like three hours and then question everything you've ever eaten in your entire life. I was life. just going to say, you should have just gone on the, the brown line like most people would do. You can just go in the little back corner. Where like the conductor cart, like, yeah, where the conductor would be if it was the front <laughs> cart. <laughs> you can't do that on the brown line, man. People will say something. The red line, you can the do red, that The red line. Day. It's like the red line or the you blue line you could middle do that. of fucking rush hour and like people before COVID, someone did like, that face to face i was at uh people when i was did. going to yeah when i was going to class on the red line like literally during rush hour traffic you would see some guy go in there and then all of a sudden you would just see a streak of like pee just go down the whole like car. yeah i remember one time i saw it yeah. i had my backpack on the ground i picked it up i put my feet in and i was like excuse me <laughs> like <laughs> nope 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 i'm gonna take an uber this isn't worth it <laughs> i think i switched carts because i was just like nope i was like oh, not man. today I'm, that is one thing i'm really happy i don't have to do any any as frequently anymore and has like kind of lessened up thankfully because of covid is fucking transit transit oh. in chicago and like there are still times where it's horrible like we will get on a bus and it's like packed with people right there's people no masks or like trains with people no masks People still smoking cigarettes on the red line. You are brave souls. Very nice. brave souls. What about um I'm one I wonder about the red line. I th- I think about people on there. I think about uh the gambling dude. I think about Gerald. Gerald I think of, I think about uh auctioneer. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, is actually his legal name. Uh, oh right. Sure. I was like that's his like nickname. That's his superhero name. That is his superhero name. When you see him in the streets, that's what you ask for an autograph. 
because I was I, I was talking to people. I was like, I wonder if they still exist. Like if they're still on. They do. They do. I've, I don't encounter them. Like I don't take the red line that frequently and I still encounter them, which is just like how well, because they jump. They jump from train to train. Mm. But that's uh, all they do all day. They hustle for it. And it's crazy. Because I remember when we lived off of the Wilson stop and that always sucked when it was under construction. Because if you missed a train, it was like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Do you remember how frequently we would like be exhausted and want to go home? Mm -hmm. And then it would be like you get to Sheridan and then it's like this train is going express to Howard. And then you'd have to take the red line all the way back down south hitting every stop mm-hmm. just so you could get off at Wilson because it was always under construction. That... It, was, it was always the worst when that happened, but it was always the best when you get to like Grandin State and it's like, this train is express to Wilson. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I do remember that happened one time when we were throwing a Halloween party. It was like literally the night of they were starting that construction and it was one of our first Halloween parties. And so we had to like explain to everyone who was taking public transit and like Uber wasn't super, super popular at the time, at least. At least mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't really use Ubers for a couple years in college. And then it I used it for day. like uh, for work on Saturdays. Yeah, that was really it. I mean, it became so much, it's become so much more popular and like a thing. And I feel like when you're an adult and you need a car, you use it more. Mm-hmm. in college we never did so like everybody taking the train is like all right so to get to this party which is already like 30 minutes north you also have to go all the way north and then back down to go to our lame parties yep it was worth it though it was always worth it because our lame parties were the most fun parties the halloween parties were always great they were even like that's how you know a party was good was that you could get mugged and you still think you still thought it was a good party. <laughs> it was a good party and it was a good story. It was a good party, good story. I will say. Because uh, I'll never forget. Just like, you I'll never that. <laughs> what were you saying? I said, I'll never forget the cop when I went to go talk to him and I forgot I had blood on me from my costume. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh had a spray paint as if he was like huffing drugs. <laughs> Yeah, because he was doing, he was Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Uh-huh. Was I Ash that year? Because I feel like that you was, were Ash, I was yeah. Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, because all the photos were on your phone and then your phone got stolen. Yeah. So I hope the guy who opened it is just like, decent what? cosplay. Decent, decent. <laughs> or it's just because I have a video of you painting it because you were painting like a, a Nerf gun and you were doing yeah, your Toy Story I... old man impression. <laughs> you can't rush art. <laughs> man we had some weird times in that apartment because that was super days weird of drinking straight bourbon all the time and we would just get fucking wasted <laughs> remember when i was uh late to planet fitness because we stayed up to like 2 30 and you guys were like tim you should probably go to bed you have work in the morning i'm like fine you literally just deadpan drunk as fuck at two in the morning i'm gonna fuck <laughs> That would, that was always my favorite when you were really drunk but you refused to stop hanging and I would be like dude you're like 16 beers deep after a full day go to bed and you'd just be like no I would I we gotta watch this movie <laughs> nobody's study. awake nobody's awake it's you and me still somehow up for no reason watching a movie we've both seen and we're just like this movie fucking sucks but we still wouldn't go to bed I just remember because that morning I was just like, I got a call from my coworker and they're like, they're like, are you coming? And I was like, what time is it? It was like seven. Is that Angie? <laughs> no, it wasn't Angie. It was a, it was the girl I was opening with. Um, I think her name was like Liz or something. We call her like Lil Loop. 
was like her nickname. Okay. But well, yeah, she like texted me and was just like, she was like, are you working today? And I was like, uh, I think I just quickly threw on, cl- quickly threw on clothes, there's... took an Uber and then just stood up, you know, like the desk at Planet Fitness. Yeah. You know, like how there's like that wall or like that pillar right next to it by the computer. I literally just stood there and I was like, I'm gonna stay here all day. Oh, my spot. I was, like, my spot. I was like, no one talked to me. <laughs> Oh man, Planet Fitness was such a whack job. I remember you coming home and telling me about some of the shit that you would put up with at Planet Fitness. I got a lot of good stories. God, it's just people are insane when they have I've paid even a little bit of money. Ten dollars. Planet Fitness is so cheap. I never felt like I had any say over anything. I just got to use the stuff. Like if I went and there's just like, you know, dumbbells everywhere, nothing's wiped down. I'm like, yeah, that's Planet Fitness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I just and like the thing is, is that I feel like other people have that mentality, which is bad because they're not as polite as me. Whereas me being like, oh well, my dumbbells are a little messy, but whatever. Other Mm -hmm. people are like, I'm gonna run in my underwear and shriek, like because it's Planet Fitness. We had a dude that would do that, not run in his underwear, but he'd be on the treadmill, like like screaming. The guy who went too hard, right? Is that who who was? I think there's two different guys. There's one guy that would always literally go like on the elliptical being like, like, and we're just like, calm down, homie. Doing his best impersonation of Sonic. <laughs> Gotta go fast. I'm fast. Gotta as go fast boy. on the elliptical. <laughs> literally. And then he would slow it up a little bit and then he would go again. My favorite was the guy. I don't know if it was at the, at one of the college gyms or if it was at Planet Fitness, but the guy who would, uh, he would put, the incline and the speed at max so he's running at like like I this steep that was hill. columbia was that, that might have been columbia's columbia. gym was wild uh but he would put it on full max it also might have been when i went to planet fitness when i first started working out on the one off addison mm-hmm. but again full incline full speed and then just sprint just oh full no, you, you are right because i did see him at that one it yeah. was planet fitness yeah, that dude was fucking hilarious because he had like crazy. He was super skinny, but he had like long black, like heavy metal hair. I know who you're talking about. And like he would be on it for maybe thirty seconds to a minute. And we, I remember we were working out and we were always like trying new different workouts and things like that, just seeing what we liked and what worked. And we just looked at each other like, "Is that the meta? Is that what you have to do <laughs> to get swole?" Did I ever tell you about this is way before like I was in college when I was working out at the YMCA by my my parents house. Mm-hmm. I remember I was working out one time and I saw this dude come in and he was in like military pants, you know, like the ones with all the pockets like. Yeah, but I think it was like jeans. I don't know. It, I think it was camo. And then he also wore like this like super skin tight shirt nice. came in. I was like watching him maybe for like 30 minutes because he literally was just like pacing back and forth around this one squat rack would like like go over and under the bar but not lift it he would just like prep himself I think he put like as many weights as he could on it did like a struggle to do one rep put it back and left and he was there for 30 minutes that's all he did (laughs) man that's how you get swole dude like I don't know we've been doing it wrong We've been doing it all wrong. We just got to go for like, like gym fails is one of the best things. So we send those to each other a fair amount. Do you remember that one of the guy who's like actually putting in work and he's like squatting like a thousand pounds and every time he goes down, he's just straight 
come vomiting every <laughs> single time. That's a classic. Dude, I like... Is he squatting or fails. oh no he, he is squatting because there's another one i think where somebody's deadlifting and they like go at the top form and then all this vomit just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites is um i don't know i'm sure it's an actual workout but there are some workouts that i see and like that i just am like i'm sure that works out something but you're gonna hurt yourself over right. anything and it was a guy and he had like heavy heavy full like squat rack dumbbells like a a shit ton of weight on it and he's like crossing his arms like he's about to do like that russian dance low to the ground Mm -hmm. but then he has the bar like in between his arms and he's just like lifting his shoulders and like but but between every single one he's doing he's just going (laughs) i i know it's a workout like if you do that and you do a squat because that's a front squat but he did no squat and like this guy looked like kind of like fupa royalty at this point like clearly he was like one of those dudes that's like chubby but has a lot of muscle mass or else like there's no way he would have been moving it mm-hmm. but it just definitely seemed like you doing this with like three four hundred pounds i don't see that as like very <laughs> impressive it's more like okay you got strong shoulders but you're gonna rip every muscle in your back <laughs> i think there was a guy like that in la when i was working out at the burbank planet fitness planet fitness is out there and gyms out there are like so different compared to chicago like every planet fitness is always packed no matter what time you go they're like some of them are bigger the burbank one is like you know the one off of addison the burbank one's probably like five times bigger than that but it was like i would go every morning at like 8 a.m 7 30 like so after the morning rush it was still packed yeah that was the one thing about planet fitness that was nice is that like at least out here if you go past like eight nine o'clock no usually yeah seven thirty eight yeah like that initial like hour is horrible because everybody's there but then if you just wait a little bit longer nobody's there well because what i noticed too when i was working there is people in the night sucked because they're coming off of work like so they're probably stressed from their day like annoyed you go like i I opened in the mornings everyone's so chill because they just woke up like ready to start their day I just, I wish I was that person. For me, I feel like it's the opposite. Like I, I try and get, I've been, I try to get up earlier now. And like, just because my work, my work doesn't start nearly as early as your work, but for me, it's early. Cause I'm just a night person. Right. But I was always in such a better mood when I was rolling up to the gym. Like, like, oh, man, I miss those days. I fucking hate COVID man. I miss the days of like, I'd work at Jenny's and I'd get off at midnight and then I'd be like, I got so much energy right now. And I'd go work out for an hour and elliptical. then I'd come home and then I'd, <laughs> yeah, I'd go elliptical full speed for like eight seconds and then I'd go home. Uh, yeah, I just uh, miss that workout life. I miss the workout life so much. And that's what we're trying. Like we have our home gym set up, but we actually went to Planet Fitness last week to check it mm. out. And I wanted to leave as soon as I saw, like, on all the treadmills, it's every other treadmill. Oh, so you're never getting a treadmill. No, they were actually pretty empty when we went. Because we went in the, in the middle of the week and because I get off of work super early. So, like, other people are at work. So Yeah, I guess you wouldn't have that much of an issue with your schedule of, like, people being there. Because you get off at, like, what, one or two a lot of the like time? Noon. Because yeah, I, I go in at, like, 3.30. So, I'm out usually by noon. Hell yeah. That's awesome. But I saw on every treadmill they have little papers and it's Planet Fitness's gross marketing. It just says social fitnessing. And I'm just like. <laughs> There's so many of those where I'm like, <laughs> people are dead. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Exactly. I, at least I think South Park brought that up a lot when they did their like. I haven't, I haven't seen the it vaccine. yet. I haven't seen the, the 
the, the pandemic we... special was okay in my opinion i feel mm-hmm. like south park is like one of the few things that could like do a COVID episode and it'd be kind of good but at a certain point they were also like i feel like south park is also good because they try and keep themselves in check but an issue is that they do it so hard that they can't explore the joke because they're trying to cover their bases that, right like, they know that what they're doing is wrong mm-hmm. uh but they're also like one of the few things that could actually like bring light to like the both crazy sides of everything of like because there's so much misinformation that i feel like you know at least in satire or certain things like they they've normally been a good enough yeah they don't have like, to show how it actually is not like what people are anticipating it's like because they always came from it as like they don't they like obviously they'll have their own agreements in real life but as far as the show they don't lean towards one thing so they're not super heavy-handed on one side versus the other yeah that's the thing i like is that like they're so good at remaining on a like at least a certain side of neutral i would say because they're, I think they just know how to point out the stupid in everything. Yes. Like, even if one side is more, like, I don't know, like, factual or accurate, there's still so much, like, that you can make fun of, even if it is accurate. Mm-hmm. There, it's, there's so much of it that is stupid that goes along with it being accurate. Yep. So that's, that's, I, why I've, that's why I've always liked it more than, like, like a family guy. Or Simpsons kind of does it, too. At least, Simpsons, like, early I Simpsons. Kept, yeah, I... Early Simpsons, I've been trying to watch more of. I have it on like when I'm tired or want something like that I know will kind of surprise make me laugh because I I know like some seasons of The Simpsons really well because I grew up with it. But Mm -hmm. now that all of it's on Disney Plus, I'm just like, I don't know when I'm supposed to stop because there was a certain point where The Simpsons like definitely like lost its lackluster. Deb told us. I just don't remember. I don't remember. (laughs) She told us, but I just don't remember. That's okay. We can't remember everything that Columbia taught us. Exactly. I, I mean, I don't remember half my classes. <laughs> I remember our, our history teacher. It was, uh, history I don't remember teacher. his name, but I remember. Oh, it was like John Bennett or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, man. It's Where astounding told, how much you can get away. If he told the girl to stop complaining. <laughs> like God, That girl never shut up. And like, just, yeah, that guy wasn't like the he was the chillest teacher he sometimes would push like what was professional which Mm -hmm. i understand but he was also like he was like guys this is a history credit i'm trying to like teach you something fun while having fun Mm -hmm. which is something that we you didn't get a lot of at columbia because i do remember like (laughs) it's weird to say but i do remember learning things in that class Mm -hmm. i have not retained it because it's been four years but i do remember that being like a genuinely fun class because it was you and dave right it was all three of us yeah 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 but i just remember he like because the girl would always complain i have a feeling regardless it didn't matter it would be like the easiest homework assignment in the world of literally like think about history and she'd be like why do we have to think about history it's like we shut the fuck up for like eight seconds i don't know if he still works at columbia i had a theory because i don't think he he was in the directory after that semester and i was like i wonder if he got fired for i don't know if he got fired i knew he was part-time so probably just been like fuck it probably because well when we were at columbia we had so many like teacher issues like just of them not being paid fairly or them not you know being treated fairly and they lost a lot of their part-time staff while we were there i think our junior year i want to say well yeah because they were they basically were saying i know in the film department i don't know we can talk about the comedy stuff too because i don't know like all the teachers there but with film they have people that work in the industry and they do the like columbia's part-time 
And they're like, oh, well, let's get rid of these people who have experience. And we're going to bring in uh, grad students who literally have just graduated, have no experience and are going to teach film. And the big selling point for me was like, oh, these teachers work in the industry. They actually have like the knowledge. Dude, Columbia was such a shame. It was such a shame because the promises that Columbia gave were so enticing for someone like creative like us who want to get into a field that's definitely harder to get into or much more like not a narrow it's like very challenging like straight, yeah. yeah it's not a straight path it's like it's so many things like when people ask me like what i want to do in my comedy i really don't even know anymore like mm-hmm. this whole past year has been like very eye-opening to a lot of things very interesting to a lot of things and then i feel like this year changed a lot of people mm-hmm. hopefully for the better but it also brought out a lot of the bad in a lot of people yep <laughs> yeah and some a little close closer than others but uh it's it's important to know what you want to say and what you want to do and i think that columbia really abused that idea of like man we can teach these kids how to actually do it and then they got our money and then they were like (laughs) well that's the other thing too about like selling point i remember when i came in they were advertising semester in la and I was like, oh, cool. Like, that actually sounds like like I want to shoot for that. Yeah, that and... was something that you've talked about since, like, probably, like, a couple months into me knowing you was, like, one of the aspects of the program that you were excited about most. was. This and then I kind of forgot about it up until maybe, like, senior year or junior year. And I was like, oh, I'm going to apply for it and, like, do it. Mm-hmm. And then you go to semester in L.A. and it's a total, at least my experience, was a total ripoff. They only <laughs> yeah. gave you five classes to choose from. Or no, they gave you three classes you had to do and then two optional classes. Then the next semester that Haley was in, they gave them like eight classes. And there was more like more classes that intrigued me versus ours were like sketch comedy and I think uh, pitch. Pitch? So like pitch was pitch helped because it was like how to pitch your script to like a studio. I could see that. It's just like it's it's very similar to what happened to me with the because the comedy for people who don't know columbia is like comedy thing their whole like semester abroad option is kind of required you have to go to second city and you take classes at second city because they have a contract with columbia uh i don't even know what's going to happen in the future because second city shut down and i don't know if it's ever opening up again Mm -hmm. uh and good that it's shut down second i worked there and i went to school there for a year and i can give you lots of inside secrets on that bullshit but second city sucks that's the very quick bit of it but yeah it was literally like classes that we got no say on it was kind of like the normal like anybody could apply for it and get into it um so i had a lot of people that weren't even in my major because honestly at that point not a lot of comedy majors exist they literally like switched a film or something else which probably would have been a smarter idea on my part but should have should have i probably should have but like you acted in a film i did and it's not great (laughs) it's not uh, anybody can watch it and judge me and i don't i won't feel bad because i was not comfortable on that set the entire time but we'll talk about that in a minute uh but yeah it was literally like the the biggest thing about the second city semester that sucked was that if you got a group that didn't get along with you, you were fucked because it was all based on like working with people and, and uh, like collaborating on a lot of things and really focusing on ensemble work. But when you're a standup, 
you're like, okay, I want, I want to learn that. That's a skill that I care about, but it felt, I felt very, really overlooked because most of my performance has either been in like sketch or stand up, and which we got like a week to do. And mm-hmm. even then we got like no critique or any feedback on it. It was just teachers being like, good job. Okay. We did this stand up segment. Now let's move on. And then we got to put together a show, but everybody, everybody like just didn't, I didn't get along with anybody in my cohort. So nobody wanted to like help push the sketches that I had written. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't really get to be super a part of it. It just wasn't like the most polite group. And it was also one of those things where like, it was good personal growth for me because I learned a lot about like what's cool and what's not cool to talk about in comedy and like being more respectful in a writer's room because it was something that I didn't even realize that I was doing that I'm happy that I'm aware of now. Right. But at the same time, my group was so like <laughs> insistent on saying like what, like their word was law in comedy. And it's <laughs> like, y'all don't know fucking shit. All of you guys are so lame and so like, well, I'm on an improv team in <laughs> another state and we have been to a competition. And when we were there, it was like this. And it's like, no one cares about your improv team. I'm happy that you do it because I love the expression that improv can have. Mm-hmm. But improv is really just like, I think improv has always been to like build an, on a different idea or just allow you to like have great brainstorming potential. But how many shitty improv shows did we go to? In oh, we went to a lot. And I think I went to a few in LA too. I went to some, I went to a cool show with my buddy, Nick. We went to the comedy store and we literally paid, I well, think that's like, that's, that's other, that's level. different. That's we, like paid, we paid, we paid $20 shows. and it was like a six hour, like literally common comedians would come up every like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And on our bill, we had a surprise appearance from Ali Wong and Jeff Ross. That's awesome. They weren't that's even on the bill. They just time. showed up and Jeff Ross was yeah. like, I'm doing a roast. Can I try out some of my jokes that I'm writing for it? <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's the cool part. Like, and I also want to preface that stand-ups suck too. Stand-ups are even worse. Improv people are just very clicky, whereas stand-ups are very lone wolfy. The uh, I feel like the improv people at Columbia or like comedy is the equivalent in our film department of like the pretentious filmmakers, like the art, the art students that are like Marvel's commercials and yeah, and they're not it, good. Yeah, just because it's mainstream, it's bad. That's something yeah. that. Oh, it always drove me crazy. I didn't like that's why I didn't really hang out with many people in the comedy department. The only reason I know Cole is because we had one class together in the comedy department and then he switched to acting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, it's it, it didn't it never really bred like camaraderie or anything. It just right. felt like everybody was out for themselves, but we never had any like solid opportunities because we were like with a lot of working professionals, but they really didn't give us any indication about like what to do they were Mm -hmm. they gave us their take on what they thought would be funny which i thought was completely wrong like like imagine anybody walking up to you like one person and then being like here's my comedy and then that one person doesn't like it and they happen to be your teacher that's That's really fucking stupid (laughs) that's how our teacher was in la i took that sketch comedy class i think for one day and then i dropped it because i was like i don't want to do it because that's how the teacher was yeah it's like the, the problem with a lot of comedy classes was that you got these teachers that was like, I've done improv shows since the 40s and I know what's funny. And it's like, that's great. You have your perception of what's funny. I have mine and it's going to be different for everybody. Exactly. And it's not, it's never like, 
if you can make, I always saw it as if I made one person laugh in any class that I had, I was doing pretty decently on right. anything that I was working on because I never really like that was, there were teachers that like I admired and I liked and they tell us about like the things that they do that make them successful. And those were the teachers that really like, like I had one teacher named Liz who was the movement teacher for second city. who was like one of the few teachers I actually really enjoyed because she would talk about like, like, maintaining your sanity as an adult the importance of self-care the importance of stage presence and being comfortable with yourself like she was giving actual real world scenarios about how we can improve as performers instead of like and we would just she would never talk about like if our shit was funny like that Mm -hmm. was for us to determine and us to practice and us to get there she was always about like great job for making it here's how you can be a better like yeah person and adult in this industry as well because this in, like the comedy industry just breeds horridness and toxicity and mm-hmm. that's such a shame because that's not what a lot of like at least comedians i know that's not what they're about they're about like the laughter and making people happy and having fun with it and it just mm-hmm. it's like that industry just breeds horribleness and that's why i really want to you know i don't have it yet because i'm waiting till i move out of this shithole apartment to mm-hmm get my PC and start doing that because that not only seems like such a strong way of what the future is going and it makes me really happy that gaming is becoming more mainstream so that we can like become a part of it and like want to play it that's why like we can talk about the switch too but I think that the switch has gone ahead and like made huge strides in getting people comfortable in playing games like Nintendo in general is just fantastic at it yeah we can we can switch gears we can start talking about video games because when yes because when I lived with you, or when I even met you, you were more because you weren't in the film industry, or like not industry, but you weren't in the film department. Mm-hmm. So we like, well, we bonded over <laughs> dinosaurs. That's how we. That's how we. <laughs> that's a but like I have moments with a lot of my friends where I know I'm gonna be friends with that person just based off like little moments because I mm-hmm. feel like I have a pretty decent judge of character. Any people that I have kept in my life have been very wonderful. Uh, but yeah, we were going to see Jurassic World because we got the free screening at Columbia. This, yeah, this is like the first week of it's like the first couple of days because I think yeah. the second night they did like a casino or the first night or second night they did a first casino night was night. casino night because that's the first night I met Dave and subsequently met you and you still owe me a crowd surf <laughs> because there was like a fair amount of people and like a crummy band playing and you just, I don't know you at all and you walk up to me hanging out with Dave and you just say to Dave who's your roommate and you know at the time you're like yeah I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna crowd surf in this crowd and I'm like <laughs> yeah okay I want to see that shit and then I'm just like the guy from Mean Girls with like the glasses and hoodie and just like trying just to like you got you got too overwhelmed and then you couldn't and then I think the following day was the movie because I went to the apartment yeah and you kind of remembered me because you were really, you got really drunk the night before, and then woke up at like one o'clock or two o'clock. So no, here's your apartment. so here's what happened. Because I had my friend Hannah on a couple episodes ago, and I'd met her that day too. Because Dave and I had gone to the MPC, and that's how I met Hannah. Because they we were in a group, and they pulled us aside to do interviews. Mm-hmm. And she described me as an asshole because I was just mad, but I was still like hungover or drunk and they had all these lights pointed at me and i'm just like man i always feel really bad because like in short instant like in knowing you in short instances that people have like met you you're just so like dry that people their first thought sometimes is man tim was kind of short kind of an asshole of me i'm like that's just tim that's literally how i look that's just how he looks like you're being very judgmental right now he's a very kind loving boy i'm very much like 
quietly judging people as I go. I just see them and I just go <laughs> I like I squ- like I'm like Clint Eastwood. I'll squint my eyes and be like man i'm really side note i'm very worried about the faces i'm going to be making once masks yes being like the mandate of everything because like i will wear them i'm gonna continue wearing them once covid is like over and done with because public transit's disgusting but man i make so many faces at so many stupid people at work that and they just can't tell because it's just here now. for me it's, it's not even the face i'll literally be at work and under my mask, I'll be like, these fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> I feel like I am just like at a point where I'm so used to playing with my mask to like keep it up that my mouth is going to start doing what it did before when it's like trying to get my mouth mask up. And I'm just going to be like standing there doing a task, just going <laughs> just like a psychopath for no reason. I mean, if that gets people away from you to not ask questions, oh, please always keep people away from me. I don't I don't know. I, I remember know I saw a tweet booze. from that last year. That was like when this whole thing is over, can please people stay six feet away from me at all <laughs> people times. still just stay away from me and i'm just like that's my mood all the time it, it really was it was before and i just the only downside is that now i just can't go anywhere in the few instances where i'm like okay i could be around people for a minute mm-hmm. but yeah we had met that day because i had gone back from the mpc and i fell asleep because i was tired yeah and then i woke up and you were over yeah and you could not remember my name and then I remembered yours because I had only had like three friends at that moment in time. <laughs> and then we all were going to go watch Jurassic World because I hadn't seen it and it was a free screening and it had just come out. We're all sitting in a row together. And uh, I'm, I'm just like, like four people away from you, too, because it was yeah. you, me, Dave, Josh. And then I was we went with my buddy, Justin, who I was going to be roommate. Cowboy with. hat. Yeah, Cow- yeah, I remember cowboy hat. We were going to all like we were all going to watch it. But you were like four people away from me. So I'm just like sitting there. Just like, yeah, and I was like, from the moments I'd had, I was either like, this kid's either a fucking party animal and I need to hang out with him, or he's pretty chill and he's just quiet. And I can normally like kind of get that vibe off people. So I would just, I turn to you after like, because you know, Dave is so personable and like sweet Christian y boy that he'll just chat about Dave. Josh is so weird that we got along on weird shit. So I'm trying to think of like, how can I talk to Tim? And I know you're in a movie. So I'm like, Tim, you excited for this movie? And then you just lean over and you just, like kind of full shout just go i want to see some motherfucking dinosaurs <laughs> i'm like yeah i want to see some dinosaurs because i had seen it before i went to college and i was like man this movie's not that good but like fuck you out of these dinosaurs because that's what i'm here for oh hell yeah shit was shit was so average but we had a lot of laughs that's what we did like that's when we lived together we would watch so many movies and just like <laughs> just make fun of them that was that's my aesthetic that's why i I haven't found a good person to go to the movies with since you oh we have so many good stories i know we are on such a same wavelength of watching a movie because there's like the people who are like dead silent in the movie there's the people who never shut the fuck up in the movie then there's us who really just like are enjoying it and we'll have like a little witty banter back and forth but respectfully watch the movie Mm -hmm. and i've yet to find another person who is either like a good who is in that middle ground because they're either way too loud or they just get mad at me for even saying like two things during the movie right like obviously there's movies at least with me there's movies i would like to go to where i'm just like i want to focus on it like Oh yeah, I, like I'll usually go to those. We would see like 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 Parasite and like things like movies like that when we were like, okay, this is an in depth fucking mind fuck of a movie. We need to pay attention. But even then, we'd still sneak in the like 
right <laughs> like moment remember uh remember when we went to go see lego batman because i will always remember oh, we were getting our man t- okay let's set the scene let's set the scene we were going to see this movie i think both you and i either it was like a thursday have- or friday we both had the day off and I we're like just- let's go see um like early morning movie because it's cheaper and no one's gonna be there yeah, like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And we're we like, cool. The Lego fucking Batman movie. And, and all of a sudden, we went to the AMC River North, so you have to come up an escalator. Yeah. And we're getting our tickets. All of a sudden, I see this, like, flood of children. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm like, we're going to see a kid's movie. But then it was also Hidden Figures was out. So I'm like, oh, yeah, there was, like there, was like two, there was like two historical movies that they could have taken these kids to. Because this is that, a field like, trip. Warranted, you have, like, like a field trip to a movie theater. Because we knew it was a field trip because they had chaperones. I'm like, oh, they're they're going to see a movie. Like, I remember doing that. Like, they take us to see a, a historical movie to yeah. for class. And, and we're sudden, sitting in the theater, comfy you as fuck. We got snackies and a dude in the behind back. Us. <laughs> no one else in this theater. And then every single fucking child walks into the theater. I will always remember these kids would never, like, they wouldn't shut up. You and I were like, we liked the movie, but we were so annoyed at the whole experience until the guy behind us, I think, was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> we just started cracking up. We're like, we feel you, brother. It's just like, we just wanted to go watch Lego Batman. We're a couple of dudes in our 20s who also just wanted to go see the Lego Batman movie. I do not want to hear these like 12 year olds like drama because they were like the people in front of us were being like, did you hear what what Sarah did with Mike? And I'm like, aren't you 12? <laughs> wait, what's But like, that's always the thing is that I'm such a hoe for gossip. I'm like, wait, what's Sarah? <laughs> Spill do that Mike? tea. Yeah. What is What did Sarah do to Mike? <laughs> so we're just not even focused on the movie anymore. We're just like, hold up. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's elementary school tea that we got to learn about real quick. <laughs> It's like our own reality show right now. Just... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what other theater experiences we had were. Man, we would. Uh, do you remember the time we? So we always snuck in like snacks. Like, I tell snuck the... in full fledged nachos. We'd I tell these. In... I tell this to my coworkers all the time. I'm like, me and my old roommate used to see like the extent of what we could sneak in like to the theater. It was always my favorite game because I don't know if it was that every theater in Chicago or just that theater in Chicago. But the AMC River East 21 never gives a fuck what you bring into that. I still to this day want to bring in a full rotisserie chicken just to like say that I've done it. Bring but a whole meal. Like in, side yeah. chicken. <laughs> Sides, chicken. Pass plates dec- out. Decanter the wine for a little while. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner. It literally is. Like I remember we brought in nachos. We bring in beers. We brought in. Chipotle, I think it started with like, Chipotle because we always would bring that in. Yeah, because it was just like it was obviously easy. we wanted popcorn and soda, but you uh, popcorn and soda on an empty stomach will destroy you. So we were just like, let's just get Chipotle, shove random rice and beans down our throat. Right. Fine. But do you remember that time that we went and I didn't eat anything, but we brought beers? Yep. I, don't know I tell that movie. story too. <laughs> I don't know what movie it was, but I remember it was a either. 10 a.m. movie. And I'm and I like we started drinking beers at 10 a.m. I haven't eaten anything. I think I also worked out and I didn't eat. And then I'm we like, did. we went to Planet Fitness right before. Yeah. And then I'm like, we're watching the movie and I'm like two beers deep, nothing in my stomach. And I just lean over to Tim who could handle his beers better than me any day of the week. And I'm just like, oh, man, I think I'm pretty fucked up right now. So I, remember <laughs> like, we said we, I remember we said we didn't want to get food and you're just like, I'm gonna go get some chicken. <laughs> and we spent like $20 on chi- like because that, that AMC was a ripoff because the chicken tenders were like $20 yeah, just for the tenders. And, yeah, and I got all, I got that, all that shitty theater food and it was so terrible, but it like kept me from vomiting and I was like, you know what? I'll spend $20 on that. 
we when I went to go see uh, it chapter two with Claudia in LA, they we wanted pretzels, and either AMC has like pretzel bites or they have a like this uh, other pretzel. I thought it was like a a regular size one, so I'm like, okay, I'll go get you one. And keep in mind, in LA, the theaters get packed, especially when it came out. The oh, line yeah. for the concessions was so long. I think I missed maybe like 25 minutes of the movie. Ooh, you hate to see it. Um, but I got us the pretzel and I came back and it's in a pizza box. She's like, did he get a pizza? The other only pretzel they have is a two pound Bavarian pretzel. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We didn't get the pretzel bites because last time we had them, they were like stale. So we're like, let's get the other one. Yeah. Oh, man. I actually, before we talk about games, I actually got to go to the theater for the first time in a year mm-hmm. last Sunday with nice. uh, Nadia and my friend Ben and his girlfriend Annie for to see. Uh, I've been on such like a weeby anime kick for so long that I've just been watching a shit ton of like different animes and shit like that. And one that I think that you would really like is on Netflix right now called Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. Just awesome sword fighting fighting demons regular shonen type anime uh but they released a movie sometime last year and it was one of the it was the it became the highest grossing animated film in japan which means it surpassed like every studio ghibli film all of that shit and it, i think it surpassed the highest rated or highest r-rated grossing animated film mm-hmm. which used to be sausage party <laughs> Nice. And now is Demon Slayer the Mugen Train. Uh, but we went to it and I like, oh, I got the popcorn, got the soda, got the bunch of crunch. And after a year of not having it, that shit slapped. We, that's what we did. We went in September because we went to go see Tenet. Because mm-hmm. that's when like the theaters just opened back up and we're doing all the stuff. So we're like, okay, let's go test it out. We both got our tickets for free and I had my birthday reward. So we got like the whole trip was free. So we're like, let's go, let's go check it out. But I don't think we're going to go back until maybe like Black Widow. I think in July is when we want to go see it in a theater. I definitely am cool with going to theaters at this point, especially like depending on the time, because we went on like a Sunday night and there was nobody there. And it Mm -hmm. was just so comfy to like, just go to a fucking movie theater and just do that. Like, yeah. And thankfully, a lot of people were really chill about like, when you're not enjoying snacks, like keep your mask on. And right. they never sat like anybody near anybody. The closest people were like behind me and like four seats over. That's what we did with uh, Tenet. It was like, you can have your mask on the whole time. Oh my God. Are you getting attacked by cats? My cat's yelling at me. <laughs> she just came out of nowhere and started yelling. Meow. <laughs> Sweet kitten. I can't wait to visit and meet your cats. The other one's sleeping on his tower and she, I think she just woke up. So she usually, if she can't find us when she wakes up, she'll start screaming looking for us. <laughs> That's me when I can't find Nadia. <laughs> days that she doesn't stay over. Nadia! Hi. 6.30 in the morning. Bam! <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so let's move over to video game movies, yes. in particular new movies, because we're going to oh, talk yes. about Mortal Kombat. Which released oh, yes. on HBO Max and in theaters. I watched it on HBO Max. I did as well. Okay. Because I'm uh, a cheap boy. So I don't really have a good history with Mortal Kombat. I've like never like sat down, played the story, or like I'll play them because they're fun. But like you know me, I like my uh, my story driven video games more versus than like just fighting games. 
Oh, yeah. And I think that if you're buying Mortal Kombat to play the story, you need to get some friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you in that statement. Like, because Mortal Kombat is it's iconic. It's a ton of fun. I've always liked it better on an arcade machine. Mm-hmm. I've never wanted to play like I, ne- I grew up around arcades. And even now we, when we would go to like replay and stuff like that, or when I go to replay in, in Chicago, mm-hmm. it's a really cool arcade bar. It's just there's something about playing Mortal Kombat on that that makes it so much more fun. Mm-hmm. But I bought Mortal the newest Mortal Kombat because um, it was on sale on the Switch for like $10. Mortal Kombat point. 11, right? Yeah, 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 11. Uh, and I got it and I played it with Nadia because she knows I love Smash and I've been playing it since I was a kid. So when you play Smash that long, it becomes a thing of it's fun to play with other people, but if they don't know the game and you're, you know, me because mm. nadia's never like go easy she never would be like if you went easy on me i'd be mad at you so i never go easy on her so any <laughs> win that she gets is earned but at the same time i'm dunking on nadia because i've been playing it since i was like four or five like when we play smash i'm just like what are the buttons <laughs> what are the buttons <laughs> but like the thing about smash is that i i never care if i if i'm like winning or losing but at the same time if somebody's like new to it i'll be really nice to them but then when they're like, okay, play the game, I'm going to mm-hmm. play the game. That's what uh, we did but- at the, so going back to the Halloween parties, if we always like had like drinking games and just like people chilling and stuff. But we also had our TV on. We're like, if you want to play video games? Let's go. Yeah. Like I would, we, I mean, people called you blockbuster for a while. Like if I was blockbuster. When we were at a party or anybody was over and we had like a fair amount of people, like we were both just such social people who enjoyed our hobbies enough that we were like, Oh, if you want to play a game or throw on a movie, like, do I don't it. know if you can we'll see. We'll show you. We'll show you how to play it. And that just is like, oh yeah, that is the second shelf. There's another the one literally shelf. right next to me. It's filled Ooh. too. I'm proud of you, boy. I remember when you first moved out, and that was what took us the longest. Was like the movies, <laughs> movies, and then I remember us building your first shelf mm-hmm. uh, for the apartment, and that was always a lot of fun. Was, when was. We, whenever we built shit. It was like the centerpiece. Whenever new people would come over, <laughs> well, they would be like. They, they'd be like, "Whoa, look!" Well, because you had like the, the you had the and gears then, poster, and then the Uncharted one behind you, like that yes, was I next do. to the, that was next to, the, and that Breath of the Wild one too. But yeah, that was that one led to the bathroom. These are new. I have a Mega Man X poster that's a little bit smaller, and a Metroid poster that's a little bit smaller. And Nadia mm. got me a really cool Into the Spider Verse one, but nice. I just I don't like this apartment, so I don't really want to customize it more. Right uh, at that point, but I'm very excited to put it up in my new place. I just got a um, not an Into the Spider Verse Funko Pop, but I got the Miles Morales from the game, oh, the Spider Man game. Yeah, nice. he's like he's like upside down in his winter suit, so like the beanie and the earmuffs. Ooh, that's pretty rad. Does it have Spider Cat on it? No. If they make the Spider Cat pop, I'm gonna get it though. Do you still collect pops pretty frequently? Not frequently, but if I see a cool one, I'll I'll pick it up. I just never see them when I shop anymore. It's just usually... never been, like the price. There's such Funko Pops are, are there are some really cool ones, but they are such a level of like disposable income that I'm just like I have to be very specific about the ones that I want to get. That's like how I am. It's like if I really like it, I'll get it, but it has to be okay. very specific. Oh yeah. Um but anyway, back to Mortal Kombat. Yes. So I think that I think that for what they did with this movie I think that they did a decent amount of to just like bring in a new audience because this is such an older game. Like any kids growing up or wanting to see this movie who are old enough to see this movie are going to only know like nine, 10 and 11 at this point. 
And I went back. I know you went back and watched some of the older Mortal Kombat movies. I watched I, the first one and I sped through Annihilation because I couldn't handle yeah, it. Yeah, that's even... the prep I did for this was I watched the 95 one and Annihilation I did sit through. However, Annihilation may have taken me like five days to watch. Dude, Annihilate. I literally I was so happy that my friend had all of them on Blu-ray because when I got to Annihilation and I was watching it, I was like, this is... That's the only one on uh, HBO Max, Oof. though is annihilation yeah they didn't have the original one i found that one for five dollars at like best buy so i was like oh, okay. okay like the first like just in in terms of like just movies that we watched the first one though it was like pretty poorly casted at a at a lot of things like and it was goofy and weird i still had fun because it was just it's like fun. it was a, it was a video game movie from the 90s when they had nothing and they were trying to like bring this medium that no one liked and was constantly under scrutiny of the government because of like violence and ratings and all that dumb bullshit mm-hmm. that they still were like, no, we're going to make this stupid movie. And then they made that stupid movie. And that mm-hmm. stupid movie is still like, I'm happy I didn't fast forward through that one because I was having so much fun. That one's more fun. It. Annihilation, I think was like, we need to take this more serious, like they more really serious, tried. but like, it's also the, you look at the source material and you can't, take Mortal Kombat serious? Yeah, like, that's been always the fun part of, if you play any story of Mortal Kombat, I haven't played the story since like 8 or 9 or whatever, but they're always like dripping and making fun of themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. they know that you're currently playing a a story of a 2D fighting game. That's it. And they're just trying, they're trying to make shit. If anybody has any issue with the story of Mortal Kombat, play the game and then tell me that the story of Mortal Kombat is still good. Like, it makes no sense. Like, that's why I kind of I don't want to give it a pass because it's like then we can't hold any video game movie up to a good standard. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when your game is literally awesome fighting all the time, just get to the awesome fighting. I don't yeah. like and I feel like this movie did that in a really good way of like, yeah, they could have come up with some really cool, convoluted, hard to explain 20 minute exposition thing as to why they like get their powers or why it's going on. Or they could just get to some fights and I can just enjoy the fights. And while I can critically look at this movie and be like, that movie didn't really make any sense and it was kind of mm-hmm. weird, still a lot of fun. That's what I was looking at. When I watched it, I was just having fun with it. I didn't really look at it from a a story or a character. Like, I know this new one, they tried adding a little bit more versus like the 90s one. Yeah. The 90s ones, while the fights were fun, I think I clocked it. The first fight isn't until like 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It, it takes, takes a, a good minute. while. It takes a minute because you see, like, you see, um, sung like taking Liu Kang's brother mm-hmm. but there's no fight it's literally just him like lying on the ground like, like green letting screen. it happen and then screaming <laughs> pretty much yeah and you don't see it and then the first fight happens 40 minutes in annihilation is just like th- those aren't even fights it's just garbage no, it's just them like standing together for the fucking movie poster and that's about it but the the way this movie starts out is actually what i wanted to talk about is the very first seven minutes i watched half of it when it came out but then i watched all of it when the movie came out of the new mortal Kombat, of like the new with, one um, yeah with, uh with the with the human version of scorpion yeah that Rad. was a great intro Rad. and i was also thinking in that intro i was like man like this would be awesome like i was getting ghost of tsushima vibes yeah i was see that was my thing is that like it started off the this the current newest mortal Kombat 2021 started off in such a cool vibe especially a ghost of tsushima vibe that i definitely picked up on as well 
I did think it was really funny that the wife was like gardening with a dagger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like her other some hardcore gardeners. Her other tools like, were dirty. Some... She hasn't she hasn't washed them yet. <laughs> I had to use my husband's murder weapon to <laughs> tend to my lilies. That's like when I was on break the other day at work, I had to eat pasta with a spoon because they hadn't restocked <laughs> the forks and I couldn't <laughs> They had oh, no other man. options. The only thing sadder than that was if you only had a butter knife. I mean, that was my other option, and it was a plastic <laughs> one. I probably would have been doing both just so I could eat my my sketty. Just hands. Just hands at that point. I People hate my work so much, I would do that like... shit. Be like, what? <laughs> oh. But no, so two important things that I want to talk about before we wrap up on 1995 Mortal Kombat, which was mm. like, fun check it out if you want to see any movie before the new mortal Kombat, just, just that watch. one i would say just watch that one i haven't watched the michael j white mortal, I mortal Kombat tribute yet either but from what everybody tells me it's like probably the most fun and most creative way to interpret all because it was a fan made one right yeah it was literally just like he liked it and he had money and like the fact that it, it it's pretty popular amongst the fans, but I'm surprised that it didn't blow up as much as it, you know, mm-hmm. most of Michael, Michael J. White's stuff doesn't blow up, blow up. But... I mean, people also forget he was in the Dark Knight. He's the... Yeah! Oh my god, he is in the Dark Knight. He's, He's the, very... the one who goes, enough from the clown! Yeah, that's yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Dynamite. That's Black Dynamite. <laughs> I would love a, 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 a supercut of... Um, I can never remember the actor's name, but he's one of my favorites. He's on Reno 911, and he's the cop, and he's the pimp that's like, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. Oh, like, right. I can't remember his name, but I would love a scene of, like, you got Michael Jai White's character in The Dark Knight. You got freaking <laughs> What's-His-Face's Joker, uh, and then you have him, like, peppering in to the conversation of the different, <laughs> like, pimp council meeting. I think that would be wonderful. It'd be so good. Uh, but something that I wanted to bring up in the original that I couldn't get over was Highlander as Raiden was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Like they, the wig was so bad. It went back like to here. So he looked even more bald. That dude freaking phoned it in so hard. And not only that, but they got like the whitest lamest. Cause I watched Highlander with Nadia for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I know people have like a really strong love of the movie and I see why they have mm-hmm. it. Cause it's like, fun and wacky and campy mm-hmm. that movie's so bad <laughs> i couldn't get over highlanders Raiden. i think we but watched every a time scene it from came it. on i was cracking my like, cracking up i think we had watched a scene from it in film like in class in one of my of film course. classes of course a film class would bring up highlander they have as, to like how like i think highlander would have been a cool movie if it was like an actual scottish person mm-hmm. playing it like anybody else literally anybody they could have gotten mike myers in the fat bastard costume and it would have been a better movie than that actor who played highlander honestly probably um the other thing that there's two more things i wanted to bring up was that i did think that the scorpion johnny cage fight in the first mortal Kombat, which was like the first big fight scene i think that we were talking about was Mm -hmm. actually pretty cool and like like in terms of like basing it off of the game having it be mostly like side to side 2d was a really cool choice, but they just actually like had some moves in there that I was like, Hmm, this is actually where they like used some budget and some cinematography and some Mm -hmm. fight scenes. Uh, And then the most important note was the fact that um, 
the teacher in Billy Madison is Sonya Blade. Which yes, I, I was like, I've seen. She the, was on scene. I was like, I've seen her somewhere, and then I thought, I was like, oh, Billy Madison. Yeah, every time I saw her, all I could think of was so hot. Wanting to touch the hiney. I mean, I, I looked up her filmography. It's literally just those two things. It's those two. I did too because I was really, I was really curious. It was just that to year see. too. Yeah, she had a great year. And she had a it. great year. She could have come back else? for Annihilation. She did not. She did she not. could have, she had... but she didn't. Do you think? Do you think she could have, or do you think she probably said no? She probably said. That's the other thing. Annihilation only has three cast members from the first one, and everyone oh, else got recasted. <laughs> Yeah, it's got the guy who played Dexter's dad as Ray. James, in, in yeah, James one. Ramar. He was a, James he's in like Ramar. he's in like Tarantino films. He is, and he's Raiden, and then he gets a haircut as Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets like hit, and he flies so far back. Oh, that was that was great. Uh, I at that point when I was watching, I had a few thoughts about like they introduced Sindel in the in the second movie. Uh, who's like the queen of the underworld or whatever. She has like the screaming abilities in the game. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought when I was watching it, because there's a scene where they were like, bring forth the demon Sindel or Sindel just has to do something. And so this actress is just standing on a spot and just starts screaming, like just, <laughs> ah, ah, just full on <laughs> screaming. And I thought to myself, because it came up a couple more times in the movie and I realized that this lady had to go to set most Every of day. the time and just show up and go. Ah! And <laughs> not, not only that, but they probably had to do like multiple takes of that. Yeah. So I uh, just this poor woman is like, I got my big break. I'm playing Sindel, famous character. And they just have her constantly <laughs> shrieking at the top of her. Do the lungs. scream. Do the scream. Do it again. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel... <laughs> I hope that in your next project whenever you're like giving direction or like somebody doesn't take and it doesn't go well i want you to look them very seriously in the eye and be like that was great but this time do a barrel roll i'm doing like like go back and be like action i'm doing like a super dramatic piece i go up to my like actor and i'm just like all right that was great but imagine yourself ever doing a barrel roll feel that emotion imagine yourself as a fox that can fly a space fighter jet and you need to do a barrel roll and then my actor gets... is telling you how to do this and you're creeped out by a flying space frog. And then my actor gets an Oscar. <laughs> and then in the thank you speech, it's uh, he just says, I just and I just want to say do it, do a barrel roll. Do a honestly, barrel. that's how every Oscar speech should end. Just thank you, do a barrel roll. Thank you. I love my wife, do a barrel roll. Ah, <laughs> uh, but let's get back because I don't want to compare the the 90s Mortal Kombat's to the new one. Oh no! It's just the only, like the only there thing are I so many is... funny parts in it. But I also in Annihilation, I have to bring up when I was taking notes and everything. Like the fight, you know, I was just like, "Wow, this fighting is lame." The the guy who played Liu Kang was consistently one of my favorite parts of both of those movies. Uh, but I got to literally one part, and then I go, I just wanted to try and represent my reaction the best. But when they're fighting, and then Liu Kang becomes that weird cursed claymation dragon. <laughs> and then I literally type in full caps, oh my god, Liu Kang's a cursed dragon now. And then eight seconds later, Shao Kahn transforms in that Hydra. And then I go, oh fuck, Shao Kahn a Hydra now too? <laughs> and those were the last notes I took of that movie because I literally was just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Annihilation has some of the funniest like computer, like CGI effects. 
It was super dated. Reptile in the first one. Oh, super bad. Oh, um, who was so it? Goro. Horrible. Goro claymation. Goro will always haunt my nightmares. Nutshot claymation. Goro. Yeah, testicle Goro. Um, but with this new one, something I really liked about it was it like did take. I kind of I was like I don't know what to call it. So I'm gonna call it like the Power Ranger formula because you take something so campy like Power Rangers and you put like this filter over it and make it look more serious than it is. Um, exactly. Which I was fine with, but what I did, all I was wanting from this movie was I wanted it to be fun and I also wanted the kills to be brutal, like the game. Mm-hmm. So it delivered on that, and that's all I wanted. I. That's what I wanted too, but I will say I think that in terms of like game representation, this did such a cool job. Like I noticed really fun Easter eggs from the different games. Like there's one point right before the Jax and Sub-Zero scene, you literally see like a combo hidden in the background, like an old school Mortal Kombat combo. Mm-hmm. Everything cool? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like just subtle references of like moves to the game. If you know any of the moves to the game, like one of those iconic shots in the trailer is like Sub-Zero stepping to the side, building that ice wall and then throwing Sub-Zero mm-hmm. or throwing Scorpion through it. Like, it's just cool to see moves like that brought about. Uh, at times I wanted to really like Kano, but the mm-hmm. rest, like he, they gave him some okay lines, but then I realized like most characters like that are just trying to be Deadpool just constantly Mm -hmm. because it's just modern reference after modern reference trying to make it like you know relatable and funny in that sense but at the same time i'm like kano's fucked up i think i I don't know much about the games but kano's like the worst of the worst and he like betrays them and everything but like this guy's fucked up and when he when he betrayed them in this new movie i think i had looked away for a second and they were like when i looked away they were like a team and then i looked back up and he's fighting sonya and i'm like wait i'm like i literally looked away for like two seconds what happened (laughs) Yeah, it did not require, like, literally Cabal was just like, we'll pay you. And he was like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, he forgot that he was a mercenary for, like, an hour and a half of a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, overall, it's, it, I think it was the most fun that I've had in an HBO Max release. Because there was just so many, because, like, I accepted the short answers for a lot of the issues that I had in Mortal Kombat because it's a Mortal Kombat movie. Exactly. I want them to get, like we discussed, I want them to get to that fun part. Whereas, like, in Godzilla vs. King Kong, they, it's the problem that they always have with those movies is I feel like they focus way too much on the people. And even then, the people get no character development whatsoever, and they still end up doing the dumbest thing possible in any scenario that they get. And then... I think and then the, at the end of the movie we get like maybe a solid 15 minutes of cool shit and i i don't want that with godzilla versus kong though i think they knew more than the other ones because like the fight scene at the end was way longer than any of the other movies because they know yes. that's what people want that was a, a testament to that for sure they still again the people are the worst the whole millie bobby brown she literally could have been cut out of the movie she didn't need to be in it at all and then like my, my favorite part though is when her and her dad get reunited at the end and the dad hasn't been in the movie the whole time he literally he's just was like in, in Hong like, Kong. He's just like, what? that dude is always confused in those movies because he doesn't even know why he's in those movies. He was in Game Night. He was confused there. I didn't see Game Night. It looked oh, fun, Game Night's so good. It. It's so really? good. Mm-hmm. That's the horror movie one, right? No. Game Night is with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams where it's like the uh, Kyle Chandler. He's the brother. He gets kidnapped. 
but they think it that he actually gets kidnapped, but they think it's like a role-playing oh, game. Oh, that's real. I've, oh, I must be thinking of a different movie. I think I'm thinking of Date Night with Will, with, uh, I think it's Steve Date Perel Night. And yeah. Tina, Tina Fey, yeah. And Charles oh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Donnie. Don. I was just talking about that, to, uh, yesterday Dude, i forgot about donnie Wahlberg. because <laughs> because someone at my work was like oh we're gonna go to the Wahlburger opening i hope marky mark's there and i'm like fuck marky mark it's all about donnie, donnie. i like yelled that in the back <laughs> he was in saw <laughs> i love donnie Wahlberg's filmography because literally it's detective 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 does he only just play cops is that <laughs> yeah, it? yeah that's hysterical uh but no great film it makes me See that like, but this also brings up something that I've always felt was an issue in the industry was that video games do not need to be made into movies. Yes, I've talked and, about that on this show where I think the reason video games don't work as movies is because when you're playing a game, it's like you kind of emulate yourself as the character and it's more interactive where like if you're just watching that character you've played as like you can't do anything. So it's like, even if the story is interesting, the whole interactive part is gone yeah and it's like that's why it, it always you know we got the lot like if anything i and i've been on this kind of train for a while and i don't know how you feel about it but like in a lot of like big source material things uh i really feel like tv shows are the way to go even though the tv shows haven't normally like worked out in the past with like game of thrones and things like that but mm-hmm. in terms of like what disney's doing with a lot of like their I don't want to say minor characters. Like I really like this model that they're doing of giving these characters that didn't get a ton of time in the past time to shine mm-hmm. is brilliant. And I, I think agree. that it, it has the same quality of a video game where that time spent with that character builds such a rapport that you start to care about it more. And like, that's why Marvel is so influential because we've had so much time with these characters. That's why, the last of us is just as an example of a story thing is so influential because like you spend literally so much time having these little moments. And I think that a lot of games picked up on that after last of us, but they they were really the pioneer in that, like not every moment has to be some big cutscene. It can literally just be, you're walking in the world and you like in the first one, the first one comes to mind is like you're walking in the world and then Ellie is looking at, an arcade machine and you end up having a conversation about that arcade machine and then this game is brilliant enough and the writing is good enough that they bring that back from like other things and just like mm-hmm. little moments that you can entirely miss like i remember them talking about last of us part two and saying that you will not get every encounter in one playthrough of this game you have mm-hmm. to play it multiple times do different things than you did last time for you to get everything which i think is insane i need to play the second one again but i just remember when i first encountered the stalkers I was just like, nope, I don't want to go forward. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> that 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 like you know me. I watch a bunch of horror movies and like I want to do that. So a lot of stuff doesn't really like scare me. Mm-hmm. But like that moment genuinely scared me because I was I was not expecting it. The way like you briefly see it and the sound effect it makes is so creepy. I'm just like, and then the fact that you have to turn the corner and there's like a bunch of doors, and I was just like, oh, and you're so, just like, where did this silent and then you go into the next room and it's like these things are stalkers they uh they move when you're not looking so you really have to like hold yourself against a wall and they'll just like creep around ah that game is 
and whole I other had, level. I think I told you I had the surround sound, so I had the sound effects behind me. <laughs> I I played with my noise canceling headphones when I played through Last of Us, just so I could also like get the subtleties of the soundtrack and everything, and mm-hmm. it was the way to play it like oh, yeah. that game sound design and everything like i could talk about last of us part two for that could be a whole other podcast of just me talking about how insane that game is but the thing with like again what going back with games is there's a difference between uh, i can even use assassin's creed like with assassin's creed have you watched the movie? Did you no, the movie no no but here's what i'll use because i've seen parts of it here's that what i would be one that we need to watch in person together i feel i i agree but what i've heard and what i've seen is well, the thing with the Assassin's Creed is if you made a movie about that, literally just use the past or like that time period. <laughs> Seriously. And like, like even the games, that's the only thing people like playing is the time period. No one yeah. gives a shit about the present. Everybody gets so pissed off when you go back to like, I only played up to, I think three, but like any, or all the Ezio ones. But anytime you go back to being Desmond, you're like, this fucking sucks. As much as I love Nolan North, I'm just like, I don't care about Desmond. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I don't. I always forget that that's Nolan North, but it's it's just him doing. It's him doing like, not Nathan Drake, but doing Nathan Drake. Yeah, very dweeby Nathan Drake. I feel very dweeby. But Um, that's the other thing too. Is like with Uncharted or Last of Us. Is like these games are so long. You again, it gets good. They're doing a TV show with The Last of Us, but you can't cut this whole like fifty-hour, sixty-hour story down to like two hours. No, it's just not possible. And it misses out on all the parts that make that game so in, insanely like relatable is that it ha- it was one of the first instances where it was like, you know, it's obviously this fantasy world, but not many games had moments. They just had moments. Like genuine, exciting moments of like, you know, finding beauty or hatred or horribleness in like this crazy world that they live in. Mm-hmm. And these moments of like, watching the innocence of this child at least in the first one uh, watching the innocence of this child affect this man who's completely cut himself off to that sort of life Mm -hmm. like having those moments with someone who could be considered his daughter like it's literally giving him those moments back and it's so beautiful to watch because you see him like want to be a part of it afraid to be a part of it embraces it and then it influences him Mm -hmm. like that arc of a character who goes from like i'm just gonna fucking murder this guy because he didn't get me my guns right to i am now the sole protector of a small child (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's insane to see how the writing in that game not only makes perfect sense but is so subtle but deep at the same time Well, because it's also like in the first one his daughter his real daughter in the game is killed maybe i think she's what like 10 9 she's definitely like and then ellie ellie's like ellie's like a little bit older but it's basically like him i always saw his daughter as like 11 and ellie as like 14 15 that's how i saw that's what it is because it's basically him being a dad again and getting those moments he never got with his daughter do you remember after like the first time playing through the last of us when it jumps from like that moment of her dying to 20 years straight up like 15 20 years later and And you're just like, like excuse me <laughs> what happened and you know what they're gonna do make a show make a show yeah make that show you didn't see him I die like on the casting. didn't see it i do like the casting i think that pay i don't know why everybody thinks that pedro pascal has to have you know he has a escort type. missions he has a type that's it he's that's always doing it's in his contract missions, man it's in his contract 
I can only do escort missions. I can only bring a cute, adorable thing from one spot to another and learn along the way. That's all I can do. Or I can be Wonder Woman's villain. Did you I see? Did Did you see Wonder, see Woman? Wonder Woman? Oh my god! No. It's. I it's thought bad. Christian Wig was the because wasn't she Cheetah? She's like a sub villain, and then oh, he's okay. the main. He's but it's main still, boy. it's still like it wasn't good. I'll watch it eventually. I'm sure, but like, a little. It's just. I'm at a point now. It's the same reason I haven't watched the Snyder Cut is that I just see how long a movie is. Oh, if you like, the Snyder Cut though, hours. You, you can break it up because it's like oh yeah, it's like um, it's six chapters. So if you treat it as like six episodes, like three to forty minutes, mm. it's good. I really like the Snyder Cut. I need to rewatch it because a lot of people are giving. I just. I need to form my own opinion on it because I'd had such a not so great time with the well, first the, one well, that, that I'm like, I don't even need to rewatch the first one because I know I'm not going to like it. And I remember seeing watching the second, I might see some like differences, but it's nothing that's like, do you, I would rather just go in and try this new. Do you remember seeing movie. Batman versus Superman in theaters? Yes, I do. I remember, was... I think I was the only one that walked out of that theater and I was just like, I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. I just remember us laughing at Martha. That that was the well, biggest and the Jolly Rancher. The Jolly Rancher scene is the best scene of any film. It's iconic. It's I. It's so iconic. It's cherry. It's cherry. <laughs> like what the fuck? And he like, misses. He misses. He so, does like, miss. <laughs> He's like, what? Oh. <laughs> and remember, that's the Snyder cut. <laughs> is that in the Snyder cut? Did no. they keep the Jolly Rancher scene? Damn. It. Well, it's in the the ultimate cut still. Of Batman oh, versus Superman, right? Because that's Batman versus Superman, not Justice League. Yeah, we kind of just skipped over Mortal Kombat. There really isn't much to say about it, though. It's fun. Like it was just it's an fun. excuse for us to like also more talk about video games. Because my question for you right now is, I'm very curious, like what you've been playing and what you're excited about, or if there's really any stuff that you're excited about for the future of like any games that are coming out. Because I know we're in such a weird time where like we have all of these cool new consoles and there's so many cool games out. Right. There's nothing like, there's nothing like coming out. It's that's nothing like for a while. For me, it's nothing like a few years ago when like we knew Red Dead Two was coming, we knew Spider Man was coming, we knew um, Last of Us Two was coming. For me, like I replayed GTA Five because I was like I haven't played that in a while. Um, so I mean, I'm excited for GTA Six. Like I just I don't know like that hasn't been announced or like oh I'm guessing 2023 at the but it's 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 one of those games like you just have it in the back of your mind like it's gonna happen you know it's being made but you have no idea when you're gonna get it like any Rockstar game it's just like all right like I know what they're doing so I'll I'll wait but I feel like once Red Dead like like once they announced Red Dead Red Dead came out like they they kept it quiet for so long because thankfully they don't adhere to a lot of the crunch culture well like they crunched i'm not saying they don't mm-hmm. but they don't like announce it and then piss off their fan base by having to push it back they literally are just like is it ready is it ready all right let's release it now finally Bye. so uh, like that i just finished that i put in batman arkham asylum to replay Classic. it because i haven't played in a while um because i wanted to play through all the of that trilogy again I think that's pretty much it. I don't know what else I've been playing. I think that's about it. I, I've been trying to watch a lot of movies, like in my spare you? time. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I feel you though. I'm just because like that was games were always more like what I was doing with my spare time, and I always like talking to you about it because I mean, you got me to play the the whole Uncharted series. Uncharted is so good. 
We got I, the, the Gretchens of those games. The many Gretchens of Uncharted. <laughs> Sorry if anyone's named Gretchen, but <laughs> that was one of the funniest moments showing you that first game and when the weird Nazi zombie weird things that pop out. It's the like the monster. Yeah, whatever monster comes out in the first one, that's supposed to be the mystical thing. Uh, when they popped out, Tim was kind of Tim was kind of drunk, and we were shocked by it. He was like, "They just look like a bunch of Gretchens." I don't know. And then he was like, he kept getting stuck on different parts throughout all the games. So whenever the mystical thing in whatever game came out, he'd be like, "Gretchen, <laughs> not you again, Gretchen. We just dealt with you." Because <laughs> yeah, I knew video games were always your thing. That's why we would always like play them when, especially when a new one came out, we would be like chilling out on the oh, couch. I would, yeah, like every other time I was like, I had games that I like wanted to play and I would play when I had like my own time with the TV. But for the most part, it was I was so behind on so many good movies that like I knew action films because that's what I just grew up with. But then we watched, we ended up just watching so much just good movies and content. I think I, I remember showing you a bunch of movies and you'd never seen them before. Dude, you showed me like at least a hundred movies that I hadn't seen before. And it's like, a doubt. they're like movies I thought you would have seen, but... I know. I always like it's so weird. Like, I feel like everybody just has such weird things about like what their parents will and will not show them. And my parents, they were always fine with like old school comedies or just any comedies or any action movie. And so I just ended up seeing all of those. But like a lot of like well made films. I remember I never we watched, watched. We watched Predator and you were like, I've never seen this. I was like, I was like, really? I know. That was another thing. It's like my dad has like very, but my dad. A problem with my father is that he is very much a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. Like he will go home and watch two and a half men every day since like maybe middle school or since I was a kid or it was on. Like he will just watch that shit. Mm-hmm. So like growing up, it wasn't like, oh, you want to watch a new movie? It was, hey, I saw this movie five times. You want to watch this movie again? Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> We've seen it, but we, you know, we all have anxiety, so let's just watch it. And then you got someone like me that's just like, I heard about this weird movie, and I'm, and but like, I love anything, anything new or weird, as long as I can still make comments or express like my opinion about it. I always have a good time. We watched, because uh, I don't know if you'd seen the thing before I showed it to you, or if... no, that was one of the few that I I had always wanted to see but hadn't seen. What well, was I like that? Fell in love with old that. boy. Because I remember you keep telling me you keep showing people old boy. I'm trying to find a copy of Old Boy that isn't like a billion dollars. I could probably find you one. Well, like I, I just, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I got I, a guy. I know illegal streaming is out there. I just don't like it. I'd rather just own a copy. I'm mm. big on like I go. I get these people have millions and millions of dollars, but I, I'm a constant art is art, and I'll just try and pay for it if I can. I got a guy. I'll find one. <laughs> I want a copy because Nadia's never seen it, and that is definitely one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Oh boy, super just, good. Oh, was so good. I like um because I have his Vengeance trilogy. I like Lady Vengeance a lot too. Well, I remember you telling me it's like a full trilogy, and I've always wanted to see the other one. It's a it's a trilogy, it but they're not connected. It's just based yeah. off of the theme of revenge or vengeance. Yeah. But like, I don't see how those could not be interesting in the very least. What I love, like... I love Lady Vengeance because the main dude of Old Boy is the villain in Lady Vengeance, and the cut I saw different different like character, in different general, character, but same actor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the cut I saw of the film is the is the fade to white edition, mm-hmm. where or fade to black edition, where the movie starts out in color and it progressively loses color throughout the whole film till the That's point so where it's black cool. and white. That's really cool, honestly. It's so good because it's like 
I don't know if that's what he intended to do. I, it got released in color, mm. but I think his version was like, I want to show this, like this person who started out as like normal, progressively like losing herself. So it's like cuts just to black to and white. More in black and white. That's honestly like little, little motions of that, that you start to see in films, just make them so much more interesting. And it's such a, it's such a subtle change because it'll start out in color and then you'll just slowly be like wait what's going on with the color it looks distorted to the point where at the very end i forgot it was black and white that's insane that's that's super cool honestly so like, good ah now i really want to watch those but they're, it's so hard to find a blu-ray of any of that i like i don't go to the exchange super often anymore oh the exchange whenever have it no i just uh, i just am in the same habits that we had fucking four years ago when we would just be like oh we got some time let's just go check out the exchange I mean, like, check out, not buy anything or buy one small thing and then leave. I've been so disappointed with the exchange lately because there's one in Indianapolis right now. They had two locations. They closed one of them. But every time I go in, they're like, their selection gets smaller. They keep changing where things are at. And I'm just like, "Mm." I mean, I don't blame a ton. I don't know how many people, like, I don't know how the secondhand industry has been since COVID. So, like, it could have hit them pretty hard, especially like, Oh, and Amazon, because you can just find all those movies there or yeah, streaming. And, and then just like so many companies, I feel just like go to Amazon first and that sucks. But like, you know, I try not to, you know, part of me is like, I try not to use Amazon a lot, but then in the times of pandemic and when you're in a city and it's hard to find things, it's just like, just, it's just convenient. Get it. It'll get there in a minute, you know, mm-hmm. if the, if they drop it off in the right spot. <laughs> well, I don't even, I don't even do my apartment anymore. You can't do that shit in the city. I just do the Amazon lockers and I go uh, okay. Up. Because like I bought, uh, Nadia got me a Monster Hunter Pro controller for my birthday, like a little belated, but I couldn't find it at any store. And then it popped up on Amazon randomly. So I was just like, I am not sending that to my house because I don't want it to get porch pirated again. Right. So <laughs> I'm just going to send it to a locker. And it's so easy and convenient every time I do it. I'm just like, there's no other way I want to do this anymore. I remember our apartment that we lived at. They always like put the packages in the weirdest spots. Yeah, I I don't know. Like packages in Chicago, I feel like are so free game that it's either do you get someone who cares about your stuff or someone who's just gonna chuck your package onto the grass? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember one time I was looking for my movies that I had ordered. It wasn't in the mail room. It wasn't like outside, like next to the door. It was like down the stairs on like the rail. I was like, what? Like, who put this there? Oh man, uh, wild times in the in Uptown. Wild times in Uptown. I always think about how fucking sketchy Uptown was when we moved out there. Like yeah. I, that first year, I, I mean, I was so like used to small town shit that I was like, "This is probably fine." I just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But it was like obvious red flags a lot. And then I remember like I was there for six months and I was used to it at that point. And I just was like walking home and I heard gunshots and I'm like, yeah, that's Wilson. And then I just mm-hmm. kept walking. Well, I remember we came up to your apartment and this is before I lived there. And I heard these, I heard yelling and you go to the bottom of the steps, some dude is on the ground and like his head is on the ground and like blood was coming out of it. And then we had left to go home that night back to the South Loop and then like the puddle of blood was still there. Oh, yeah. But I was I think thinking it... of a different instance, but I remember that one because that one was like close to the train tracks. Yeah, whereas... but, well, because I think the dude was trying to either rob somebody. So like dudes chased after him to like. Oh, to, like, are you him. talking about the time that. Uh, no, you lived there at that point. Do you no, remember the is... time that that guy was like getting jumped and he like banged on our window? On the that was. Floor? Yeah, because remember, I 
I told you, this is when you, me, and Cole were living there. I hadn't, I think I was off the, that day, so I didn't have to get up early. But I thought you and Cole were like still up because it, it literally sounded like you guys were like watching something or playing a game. And I'm like, oh, the TV's pretty loud, but like whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just hear, call the police. And I go, huh? And then I open the door, it's pitch black. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you and Cole walk out and I go, wait. Yeah, because it was happening like outside of our to, window to the yeah outside my my window that led to the fucking parking lot and he's in the corner of the big window which brought back ptsd of when fucking you got rubbed because that's exactly what slamming i did. on the window because i didn't have my that keys the window to slam on <laughs> we just know we just know if you get robbed knock on but that, that whole incident was sketchy too because i remember because well because they had thrown their wallet over the gate and you need a key to get in that and that's yeah. probably like where mary's apartment is and i felt so bad i didn't i don't even i looked at the id because the guy was like can you hand me my id and i'm like yeah the cops are gonna be here why don't i like come around and meet you on the back deck and he's like yeah okay cool and then i check the id make sure it's like his and mm-hmm. then i give it to him and then i go back around and the dude's gone <laughs> and this is like a i think it's sunday morning too yeah but like everybody's awake like the apartment next to us everybody on the top floor was out on their balcony that was Um, a weird time they were just happy that we got up and dealt with it and like i remember i just remember the cops coming and they thought you were lying and our our neighbor up in the apartment the dude had bailed and i'm like dude i I didn't fucking lie some dude got mugged and then i checked on them and now he bailed like and then the cops were like are you messing with us and our neighbor was just like no no (laughs) yeah that one random dude backed me up It was just uh, like, like, yeah, we have nothing better to do on a Sunday morning at 2 a.m. Yeah. As much as I love cops, trust me, I'm not trying to fuck with you. I'm trying to save someone's life. He just happened to have bailed. Sorry to interrupt your hurting people of color. It was like, that was so, and then Cole and I are just standing there and like watching it all get down. <laughs> watching me deal with the cops saying I'm lying when I, it's four in the morning well, i didn't know i didn't know that had happened because i think they met you up front or in the back i mean the back they met me in the back and then they met me in the front again because they were like shitty about it because mm-hmm. i remember cole and i were just standing there well all three of us were just like should we do something, should we do something? It's late. <laughs> which is yeah. fucked up but like it's also like like you know i remember telling you that story of i almost like helped a guy who looked like he was hurt and then i went to the fire department instead and told them and then they were like oh no he's he's trying to mug people like we know that guy he tries to mug people when he does that Mm -hmm. and it's just like that sad but real truth of you can be helpful in a city but it could be literally a trap which even like the ones people in chicago you could kind of figure out which ones were genuine versus which ones were like um either mugging or just like because i remember i told you about that one guy i saw three times in a week and he was like he wanted me to go to mcdonald's with him to use my phone or like he was like, I'm I need sorry. money. And I was like, oh, I just picked up food. Like, you can have, like, I got a butt. Like, yeah, you literally, I remember you gave him food and he was no, like, no, no, I, need I money. didn't give it to him. I offered it to him because I was like, oh, like, here, you can take this. And he's like, I don't want that. And I was like, yeah, he wanted to, like, get into a place to chill for a while or, like, wanted money for booze or some shit. And I was like, I no. mean, like, at that instance, you literally did your part of being a good human being. Mm-hmm. It's just this person clearly doesn't want to receive that type of help. They want what they want, which is people. Which I is... think after that, I saw him one more time and I cut over like another street because I was like, nope. Oh, hell yeah. I'm petty as shit with that. And like, I was like, not homeless... today. Yeah. There's one homeless dude who would come, who comes into Binnie's all the time, the place mm-hmm. where I currently work, which hopefully changes soon. But uh, yeah, he literally will just go in, buy booze 
like one day he literally came in cracked it open after he bought it and then just started drinking it this is during covid too like he's just at the register plucking away at this huge bottle of like like whiskey or vodka or just some crazy shit Mm -hmm. and everybody's just kind of like watching him because it's like it's that crazy shit where you're like i don't know what to say to stop this man because not a lot will stop this man like with dave also like i gotta watch this like with dave with uh with fitness douche just like when uh he was lifting Dude, when we found out Prince died? When we found out Prince died. That's one of my favorite stories to tell, but like, I don't know how to tell it that... Um, Just be like, where were you when Prince died? I know where I was. Like, there's no way to forget at that point. That was one of the scariest moments. Like, Dave literally thought shit was going down and he was going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on a leg press, like, holding a rep. And I'm like, Dave, stop. Oh, yeah. Uh, Classic shit. Good times good times i don't even do you want to talk about the oscars i don't even i don't know much about them i just know that they were dirty as fuck and like they're in memoriam i've never been one for award shows i think that talent deserves recognition but like the oscars are so corrupt and fucked up that they don't i like because i like actual talent or i want to get a group of i want to get a group of people together like adam from yms and just like comment on the the oscars versus like actually watching them I think that that would be fun, especially like hopefully next year, because I feel like this year for film, like I felt bad because I didn't know any of the movies that were like up for best picture. I knew like um, Judas and the Black Messiah. I didn't get a chance to watch that because it's good. the HBO release. It was good. But I want to watch that at some point. I heard that uh, Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya, I think. Kaluuya, yeah. He's super uh, good in it. He deserved oh, the. Yeah. Like everything he's been has been fantastic. So the fact that he, you know, Finally, yeah, one role was awesome, but the fact that like like I mean we talked about it a little bit, but them like using Chadwick Boseman's image to like hype up views, and then even then like they pushed Best Actor to the very end because they knew people would want to see who won. The most bizarre the- thing out of that whole award show, I I kind of like watched it, then I shut it off, and then I came back near the end because I was like, okay, the big awards are coming, like let's see who gets like that. Yeah, they do the in memoriam. And it's like a minute long. Literally, a name will flash, and it's up for less than a second. And it's like big name people, and it's just like yeah, like I mean, a lot of people not only just died, but like died of COVID, and like it's well, they also because they didn't have Jessica Walters from Arrested Development. She wasn't in the in memoriam. The girl, so much time to have her and added to that. The the girl from Glee who who went on who drowned last year, like very. Did you not hear about that? Let me look this up. She went. It's uh, Naya Rivera. She um, she was reported missing because she went boating with her son, and then they found her. She had drowned. Oh, oh, I did. I did see this because I feel like she was. Wasn't she a pretty upstanding member of the LGBTQ community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's where I heard. She about wasn't. It. I remember, like, my sister watched the show. I think I watched like a little bit of the show, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't know that. That's how she. I heard she passed, but I didn't know she just like because she went. She was reported missing, and they found her son just by himself on the boat. And then the next day, they had found her. Man, that kid, that poor kid. And then they didn't oh. include her in the in memoriam as well. There's a director who's called who's named Stuart Gordon who did like a lot of '80s. He wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's probably his biggest thing. Classic. 
but he did a movie called reanimator and from beyond which are two like 80s movies from beyond has probably some great practical effects up there with the thing mm-hmm. like super gross like 80s horror movie um he had died last year he wasn't in the in memoriam wow but then with the in memoriam it leads up to chadwick was the last name because he was probably the biggest one out of everybody yeah then and they like- go I don't I don't want to say the saddest, but like to learn oh, yeah. that he had like hit it and then that man had stayed as fucking fit and was busting out like insane. And you find out he had it all through Black like, Panther and like yeah, all, all of all that. Through, and like any project that you'd seen him in after Black Panther, obviously. Like, you know, like I don't know, it wasn't uh like he was in like Defy Bloods and uh um, yeah, what was the one that he was up for in the Oscars? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which he still should have won for because he was great in it. That's what I heard. I literally heard that he was fantastic in it. That doesn't shock me. And then they, like, I don't dislike Anthony Hopkins don't, by I any means. I definitely don't dislike him. He's hysterical looking at this point. He's hysterical looking. He's, we want, I showed you Westworld season one. Like, he's yeah. fantastic in season he's one. He's great in it. And it's just like, I think he's great, but. I don't know if you like, I don't know. Just It's just so dirty. It's just Here's so much what more did, old white dudes being like, oh, we're woke as fuck. We just want viewership. Like, it's, it's just sad. Here's, here's the thing. They ended with Chadwick Boseman, and then they go into the actor category, and Frances McDormand wins. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, she's a good actress. The last few years, though, she's been seeming very, like, cocky or, like, full of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nomadland, like, I saw it. I think it's fine. Um, I don't think she particularly did anything that's like award worthy. Um, if I had she to pick, was in, I I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I, it was one that was like on my radar very much. It's so very watch was um, three billboards. She's all right in it. She's better that's in that like, than I, Nomadland. I, I I think she's really talented. I mostly like I feel bad because I mostly remember her from. I never saw Burn After Reading. I watched a little. She's great bit in Burn After Reading. I hear it's a lot of fun, but I it's mostly so much, know her it, from the Fargo movie. But Brad Pitt is better fantastic. in Brad Pitt is better in Burn After Reading. So funny in it. We get some like very wacky Brad Pitt in that. And I feel like that would be the vibe. Um, but Nomadland, it's good for what it is. Like it's very quiet, very slow. Mm-hmm. But again, she didn't do anything amazing in it. And then you get to Best Actor, and I'm like, oh, because they did that last instead of best picture mm-hmm. which is also they, kind of they purposefully flipped it because of the chadwick thing yeah and it's kind of a slight to nomadland too because it's like um chloe zhao is the first yeah she was like the second first, first woman, woman of color second woman to win yeah, best director win that, which is fucked up in so many ways shapes and forms which i'm happy she the got start. the work because she did oh yeah it. i'm so happy she got it but just the fact that like only two women have ever gotten it and the first woman of color to get it which is the fantastic. last like last 12 years because Catherine yeah. Bigelow won for Hurt Locker. Yeah, and but like, I mean, fucking uh, this is what, the 94th Oscars? 93rd? 93rd, 94th, yeah, something yeah. like that. Fucking hell. Like, that's why these awards have, like, I've always been re- weirdly irked by these awards, and the more I find out about how they are to, like, how racist and uncool they are to, like, other people, like, even, and, like, racist and sexist, and, like, it just really reflects how the Well, and is. and when Parasite won, they were like, alright, shut the lights off. Yeah, like, and it's like, like any any like per, like any people of color making strides in this industry whenever they get like recognition for when, it, they're literally like, "You're done." When Moonlight won, they said "La La Land." They didn't even read yeah. Moonlight's card. They didn't, and then they barely get any time. But you get fucking 
uh, any old white lady winning an Oscar, she gets 20 minutes to read off the, because she's won eight times. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, it's ridiculous. Dude, side, little side note, I rewatched La La Land when I was in LA. I didn't like it as much. <laughs> I, in rewatching La La Land, I've, I've, I way more love every every it. time I watch Moonlight, I love it so much more. I've only watched half of it. I really love I Moonlight. I think it's such a good movie. But but yeah, then they end with Best Actor, and it's like okay, like they're gonna give it to Chadwick. Like at least the show built up to it. Yeah, and then they're reading like the, the nominees. Everybody off. knew they're reading the nominees off. Chadwick, I mean, obviously he's not there unfortunately yeah. and then anthony hopkins picture comes up because he never goes to these shows because he also he's like i'm not gonna win he already knows like he's like he said he didn't think he was gonna win so he just stayed at home and was asleep and then joaquin more of those weird movies or more weird videos like at the start of quarantine i love those videos those get you through the day but joaquin reads off the card and everyone's like all right chadwick like i even imagine i was like what if chadwick's family was there ready to accept it for him and they go Anthony Hopkins. And then they don't even have a, a final speech. So they're like, all right, good night. We're accepting this for him. And that's how they ended the oh, show. Damn. damn. Dirty Oscars. Dirty, dirty Oscars. But I think that's going to do it. I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> we can wrap up the show too. <laughs> yeah, man. This was, uh, it's just like, it feels so funny because, you know, this is the 79th episode of the podcast. Now? 80th. You got 80th episode is the 80th. 80th episode. Yeah. And I haven't been on yet. And Dude, I know. Since. I'm going to work on it. Because, well, the whole first season, I only had... I have, like, a list of all the guests that have been on the show to keep track of it. And the very first year I did this show, I only had six people on in 49, yeah, most, 49 it episodes. Mostly, it was mostly you and Nick. Yeah, he was on... Him and Haley were on the most that year. Yeah. But a lot of them were, like, me doing reviews. I got super burnt out on it that I didn't want to do it. And at the... Before uh, quarantine started, I had Arsenio and Kelly on. Mm-hmm. And then quarantine happened, so everything locked down. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know. And movie theater shut down. So I was like, might as well just... It, yeah, made it so much harder to do anything. Then I was like, maybe I can just keep bringing Arsenio on or guests. And then I was just like, all right, let me just keep doing guests once a month. Got to a point where I was like, I can do this every two weeks. And season three's already surpassed all my guests from last year, of like how many people have been on. That's awesome, man. That's awesome fantastic congrats and congrats for sticking with it too that's what i gotta try to do <laughs> it's Thank hard you, man like i i feel you it's been hard for any creator during this time mm-hmm. like i've been in a sadly weirder situation where i go from negative workplace to negative home life which thankfully is changing i mean that was like i told uh, you that was me the whole first year of the podcast it was like yeah. not ne- not negative workspace but it's like I leave that and I'm I know what I'm coming home to. Yeah, it's like, yeah, work and like even if work is work, like it's cool. It's good to have like something to fill the day. But when you go home and you're in a space where you're just not you don't feel comfortable or safe, it just makes it so much harder to be excited or work on anything. That's why I'm like like I was telling Nadia we wanna when we uh eventually have our place, like I wanna get a cat, I wanna get all these things, I wanna make it our home, but I'm just like, I need to get my pc and i mm-hmm. just want to start making twitch or youtube or just random silly yes. stupid shit that just makes me feel like a creator again because mm-hmm. it's just it's hard when you don't have the mental health or image or any or energy for it like it's, it's hard and the fact that you kept it through throughout quarantine very very commendable on that like i like i said like that. 
I didn't come home or like I didn't leave a negative workspace when I was the first season. And luckily I had Claudia like with me through a lot of it. So like when I would come home, like it would be me and her chilling out there. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I did not want to like, I felt like I was in my own corner, like doing the show. And I was like, I don't like this. Like I literally was just in my own room in a two floor apartment. Yeah, I mean that's that's been me. Like I just it just have to you're just stuck in here. Just how it be sometimes. But hopefully once everything's starting to clear up, I know at my job, Illinois is still on the hot state list. Um true. But I'll I I'll tell you a little bit about it after, but hopefully we can do a show soon together or visit yeah, each other. Person. I mean, regardless, in by the end of next sorry, excuse me, by the end of next month, I will have a place for you to actually come visit. Yes. And then uh, I am taking a little bit of time off. I'm currently in the works of getting a new job because I'm not a fan of the job that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some news today, but we can save that for another time. All right. uh, so like, hopefully if things go well at this next thing, I can just be out of my horrible place and then work to just have a little bit of time off to just like, even if it's just a friggin' leave thursday or friday night hang out that weekend come back right yeah early ass monday morning i would do that in a heartbeat because i was even thinking when you said like i was even like i could come pick you up on a weekend and yeah, so you don't have to I do a mega bus or anything because oh, pre-covid mega buses were still gross <laughs> <laughs> oh mega bus. but you always got a story from it at least oh, i always yeah. got a story. <laughs> <laughs> i remember the mega bus that we took when i went to visit you the first time Mm-hmm. uh way back in the day it was when hamilton was bopping and we were just two <laughs> boys bopping to hamilton on that mega bus right i don't know if it was that mega bus or there was another one where we almost left a guy at the gas station <laughs> that was on the way back I remember oh yeah that. That was you on were the there. way back and no one was because... gonna say anything until the driver almost pulled off yeah we were like we were like was that everybody some guy you just see the guy's stuff yeah <laughs> and then you it, was see like an empty, it was a full mega bus literally full to the brim which was weird but then there was this one spot but there's stuff on the seat and you're like uh-oh and you look out the window guy. and you see the dude sprinting from the gas <laughs> <laughs> like i uh, like i, I just felt bad for like, that guy because the driver even kind of yelled at him it was just like when i say to be back on the bus <laughs> this time man the power that people get from their jobs is always so funny to me because you can get like you get these bus drivers who are like i am the master of the bus and it's like oh man that's really sad i told you about dudes at my work they're like we control the liquor that people get the allocated liquor we control that and i'm like i told you about the worst megabus i had right it was coming home thanksgiving year or thanksgiving freshman year where they were doing construction so not only was my megabus late picking me up It was three hours late to pick us up. So I stood out there for three hours waiting. Then I get on the bus. I was going to get groceries that night too. Did you have indication that it was coming? Or did you just know they had had no update for us? We kept calling them. They're like, it should be there. There was construction in Kentucky. All the other buses had come and gone. Ours picks us up. So my bus was at like four. It didn't pick us up to like 730. And then we got on the bus and then we had to sit in traffic for an hour and a half on the freeway and then the whole two hour drive up to Chicago. So I didn't get back to Columbia or back to my dorm until midnight. (laughs) I was supposed to get home at like six, like Chicago time. I even told my dad, I was like, can we just cancel this ticket? I'll like email my professors and be like, look, this happened. Yeah, like at that point, there's nothing. There's literally nothing you can do. That did happen at one point where Megabus did sent me an alert that was like oh your bus today is canceled and i told my professors i was like oh i'm not coming back today sorry man 
Uh, if I had known how much of a joke Columbia was, I would have done much more fun things in college and not gone to class because damn class was stupid. <laughs> it was well, to do crazier shit in our adult life. Exactly. But it was good having you on the show, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I uh, I had a great time talking about a lot of random things. <laughs> a lot of random things. Well, because you said you don't have your PC up yet, but once you do, I can promote it to... Yeah, I mean, I would love Twitch. to come back at any time. I love talking. I've always loved talking movies and games with you. So if, if ever you want to suffer and have another con- combo with me, please let me know because I would love to be back on. Yeah. When I when I have that, you know, up and running, I would also love to have you because there's so many really fun like screen share sites and you know you have a switch and we can always just like yes stream through that or PlayStation. But that would be that would be awesome. We'll definitely do that. I want to. I would definitely like to come on if you have a Twitch, play oh, some I, games. I will. We will have a lot of fun with that for sure. We'll, hit, we'll we'll fight some Gretchens. Some Gretchens. Just me and Tim versus the Gretchens of the world. Because I want to do like if I come on your like your Twitch, it'd be fun to like have me play a game I've never played. I got do some a, like, games that I could a, show you. A blind playthrough. A lot of fun with. All right, I'm definitely. excited for that. All right, I love you, but thank you so much for having me. Please tell Nadia and the kittens I said hello to them as well. Not I'm sorry. Not Claudia. What? Claudia. What? This is what happens when we have girl. When oddly enough, both of us have wonderful partners in our lives, and they have to have rhyming names. They both end already in, horrible with names. D I A. Yeah. Well, Claudia Nadia. I think that that's a pretty. That's like a hip hop duo. That's better. That's better than most rapping like rhymes. I will. That's say true. That. Yeah. But I will. Let me close out the show. Uh, obviously if you're listening to this you know where to find our show to listen to it but you can check us out on instagram and facebook definitely post on instagram we'll have a new episode every other friday we'll be back may 14th i don't remember when the next show was may 14th May 14th. come check it out um as of right now my guest on that will be Haley. she will be back on the show as of right now i don't know if things will change but hopefully that stays locked in well, come back come back May 14th to find out if that's still the still the case. <laughs> but thank you everybody yeah. for listening. Remember to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Um thanks Sam again. Have you back thank on the you. show. We'll have to hang back. out. First time. I said we'll thank have you. you back on the show. Oh, I thought you said thanks for coming back on the show. I'm like, we talked about coming that. back. <laughs> My girlfriend's name is Naughty. <laughs> thank you for having me. And until next time, I'm your host, Tim Martin. This has been Lighting Up the Marquee.